Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. We're coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. I hope that you're doing well here today. Barry Blanchard, Brooks Childress here with me in our studio. A full show that we've got right now as uh, we've got birthdays in sports. Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects will be on our program a little bit later to talk about the Auburn baseball series coming up against Mississippi State. We've got the Sports Call Player of the Week to revisit. I know we announced it earlier in the week, but I want you to know a little bit more about it here on today's program, a nightly TV guide. We give you the final full details on our Sports Call movie bracket in the third and final hour of our program, and we take your phone calls all show long. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Brent and Daughtry set to join us at about 4.30 during today's show but for now it's me barry and brooks gentlemen how are you brooks how are you sir i'm doing fantastic um it is a beautiful thursday on the plains can't wait to get the weekend here easter weekend coming up if anybody's got travel plans out there it's going to get ready to start rolling out of here you know today and tomorrow i want everyone to be safe in their travel uh itineraries for the weekend um Auburn softball got a big win last night on the road at Macon uh, in Macon against Mercer ten nothing run rule the Bears down there so good uh, good bounce back win after a disappointing weekend up in Fayetteville now you got to get set for three more this weekend out of conference as you take on the Niagara Purple Eagles two tomorrow and then one on Saturday and so that's going to be a big series for the uh, the Auburn uh, softball team to kind of get get their feet back under them after after the conference play getting started get a break from conference play and head back into that uh, slate next weekend and then Auburn baseball tough series on the road this weekend getting started tonight at Mississippi State can't wait to see the uh, the entirety of that series can't wait to for uh, Saturday to get here really because uh, I think the buzz is you know watching Joseph Gonzalez he got a brilliant performance performance last Sunday against Vanderbilt and so he'll go on Saturday for the Tigers and we'll see if he can repeat his performance last week hopefully the Tigers can get another road series win and then the Braves tonight start a big series their first road series of the year at the Padres so can't wait to see if they can uh bounce back after a subpar start to the series a lot of things for us to get into during today's show I want to say thank you to our staff for holding down the fort had a couple of callers ask where I've been the past few days and and really weeks sometimes the busiest portion of my broadcasting season is now yesterday Brooks had the pleasure of being in Macon Georgia for that Auburn softball game against Mercer the 10-0 run rule victory for the Tigers on Tuesday I had the SEC Network Plus broadcast for Auburn uh, baseball versus uh, Samford and then uh, tomorrow 
tomorrow. We will not have sports call tomorrow. Here's an announcement. No show tomorrow because Auburn softball has a doubleheader during our time slot to be on the air. So you'll be listening to Auburn softball. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm on the play-by-play commentary for that broadcast as well. So incredibly busy. Here's something fun, Brooks. Auburn softball just posted a video on Twitter of Aubie the Tiger hitting a home run over the left field wall at J.B. Moorefield. I didn't believe it, but it I mean, he absolutely smacked the snot out of it and uh, had a solo home run. He's a multi-talented Tiger. Yes, he is. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Barry Blanchard, man. Here we are doing a show together. How are you? Oh, man, I don't know why you had me come after Brooks. You have to, <laughs> you definitely let me go first because I don't got nearly as much to say, but it is an honor to finally be here and watch you in action. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been watching through that window for so many years, it feels like, and Stop. now I get, to, <laughs> I get to see the man, the myth, uh, the legend himself. Thank you, sir. the board, see how you, how you turn your your mic, you know, how you run your Twitter feed. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me in. And uh, I hope I just don't, I hope it don't make you look bad. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm ready to get it going. And I, I figured, hey, we're, we've talked about the sports call movie bracket that we've made with the best sports movies of all time. And I said, Barry needs to be a part of that discussion. You know, I, I do love myself a good bracket. And you love movies. You oh, And yeah. you love sports and you love it oh, all, yeah. man. I yeah. figure it's a, it's a, a good combination. My, the perfect trifecta for me. Three, three, four. 4887-3401 or toll free at one 9 9 if you would like to call in to be a part of our program as we go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time during today's show and joining us now James from Montgomery. There he is my good buddy James from Montgomery joining us here on the show. Hi James good to hear hello, from you. And, <clears throat> hello and War Eagle. War Eagle sir. Yeah I know that y'all were talking about sports movies and I do have one that y'all could actually put on y'all's uh, sports movie bracket 42. 42, the Jackie Robinson story. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Tomorrow's Jackie Robinson Day. That's very fitting that you bring it up. Yes, it's one of uh, the best movies of all time for anybody that loves baseball to to actually take in a lot from the legend, the myth. The, the the father of baseball and he's he's um, he would never be replaced by millions of baseball fans that want to you know idolize him and in, in Major League Baseball today. But I mean he's one of the iconic uh, African American um, baseball figures of all time, and he's he's the legend and he's the goat as as of baseball as well. Yeah, you're exactly right. A very very talented baseball player, Jackie Robinson, did such great things for the sport breaking the color barriers and uh, he's someone that will forever celebrate yes as well and then i know on uh tomorrow um with jackie robinson's day coming in on the 15th i know espn is doing a full two-hour uh segment of uh, Jackie Robinson's uh, upcoming story as well. So it's going to be two hours. It's going to be a two hour long uh, special on ESPN and maybe on the um, MLB network as well. Hmm, I have to check that out. That sounds like a good, good time right there. Yes, as well because I, I've um, you know I've I've seen so many iconic figures in the past from uh, Kobe, Shaq, uh, Allen Iverson, um, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, uh, 
the legendary uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and and many others that are very very um, inspiring me as a young man to actually play sports as well. Yeah, they're great, great athletes, great icons, and uh, no kidding, we all need inspiration to look up to in the sports world. So we appreciate you sharing those names with us, James. Yes, and uh, this coming up week, I know that the Auburn women's gymnastics team is actually going to be uh, doing their uh, their NCAA tournament today. Yeah, and at I five will- o'clock. And I will be watching that as well and seeing if Sinisa Lee is actually going to keep that team together. I know she's the glue that, that keeps those women, um, you know, together. And um, I hope she wins it uh, back-to-back. So we do play uh, – we we actually do two meets back-to-back. One we'll play um, – one meet we'll do is against Michigan, and then the other meet that we'll do after that would actually be – uh, Florida. Yeah, there are so, four teams in the regional that uh, Auburn's going to be participating in in the NCAA tournaments uh, coming up today at 5 o'clock. We already saw one session earlier this morning. But, uh, yeah, Sunisa Lee certainly could be uh, called the glue of this Auburn gymnastics team. She is quite the athlete, and we're hoping she has a big-time performance. Speaking of glue, James, did you see the woman at the Timberwolves game the other day that tried to glue herself to the court? Yes, I did see that last night. I did see that. That was so I thought that was funny. What was and she I, doing? I I guess she was trying to glue herself to the team. I mean <laughs> I mean I mean if you're that passionate about your team winning, I mean it's Would you glue something. yourself to the Auburn Arena floor? <laughs> Uh, I would. I would, I would have to. Because you're that uh, passionate, right? Yes, I, I am very passionate about my Auburn Tigers, and I am like, you know, I'm actually like the glue that keeps that university together. Oh, yeah. And a lot and a lot of people, like, you know, whenever I go to an A-Day game, I've had so many, many Auburn fans come up to me, ask me to, like, sign their shirts take pictures with them ask me a lot of questions what how did oh, I get wow. started as an Auburn fan I mean people just like any game that I'm at you know no matter if it's baseball football uh, softball gymnastics soccer people just sit around me and it, it's it's something that they like about me as well as an Auburn fan I love it that's a that's a great motto to have and continue to inspire other Auburn fans James so hey are you uh, are, are, are you uh, back in Montgomery James or are you still talking to us in Tuscaloosa I'm still talking to y'all in Tuscaloosa oh wow I'm just, uh, I will be heading back uh, this coming up, uh, this Sunday I'll be heading back, Sunday night. Well, I'm sure you uh, can't wait to get back to Montgomery and go see some Biscuits play, huh? Yes, as well, because the Biscuits will be playing on my birthday, but I won't be able to attend that that game at in uh, Riverwalk Stadium uh, in Montgomery, but I will be marking my calendar down on April the 23rd because I will be at the Garrett Coliseum to actually go see WWE Live Road to WrestleMania. Uh Actually, No way! Yes, it's coming again for the fourth time this year and 
um, at, before the uh, match actually starts, I'm actually going to be seeing some great wrestlers uh, from Raw. Actually, one wrestler in particular that I'm actually going to meet and greet is Rhea Ripley, and I'm just going to actually talk to her, get to know her, you know, get to know how she got inspired into wrestling, and um, maybe take a picture with her and um, post it on um, my Twitter feed as well. Is Rhea Ripley who you're most excited to meet? Uh, yes, I am. I'm, I'm very, very excited to meet her. And uh, there's going to be some other uh, female wrestlers out there that's going to be uh, wrestling in my hometown of Montgomery. I'm going to be meeting Bianca Belair, the WWE Women's Raw Champion. I'm actually going to be meeting her and uh, actually talking about her upcoming and uh, from her college years at Tennessee to her superstardom in the WWE. WWE uh, Wrestling uh, Federation as well, and what got her into being a female wrestler as well. What about the men's division, James? Who are you excited to see on the men's side? Oh, it's going to be a lot. I'm, I might see Kevin Owens and actually, you know, talking to him and getting him to, you know, just getting to know about him and and a lot of other wrestlers as well getting to see the viper randy orton and um the the usos uh jay and jimmy uso and uh getting to see uh you know their background of how they actually got started in wrestling because i think they got started in wrestling from their great great grandfather uh rakishi used to be uh one of the all-time greats in the WWE uh, Wrestling Federation as well. That was years ago, and he is actually inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame as well. James, you excited for the uh, triple threat match between Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins? Yes. Yes, I actually, uh, I think, yes, I am uh, very excited for that because uh, my first time ever seeing it in Montgomery was um, when they actually came to Montgomery years ago. It was so much, much fun seeing it in real time, getting to actually see some of the great legends and, and seeing what they had to say, and it's so amazing to see so many people um you know being fans of this sport that's been around for years and years because when i was a little kid i used to i used to watch a lot of uh different different wrestlers uh over the years like sting and the undertaker and um uh, Rick Flair, which is the the father of uh, Charlotte Flair, I used to I used to love her father, and I still do to this day. And I love what Charlotte Flair is doing, you know, inspiring young ladies to actually, you know, keep up what they're doing with their dreams and never, never let anybody ever tell you that you can't chase your dreams because you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it as well. And you got to put hard work and dedication as well. So what do you like about those triple threat matches? Uh, it just, I mean, the triple threat matches, they, they come so fast and you don't even know, um, what, what's going to happen in the, in the, in the middle seconds of it <laughs> as well. And I know when they did, um, bring wrestling to Montgomery, I know they did the Royal Rumble one time and it was like every match was like one after another. It was just, 
something that I should see coming back this year yeah. as well. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So that's next weekend for you. And, of course, we know that your birthday is coming up on Sunday. You want us to sing happy birthday for you today or on Monday, James? Um, probably on Monday Okay, because well. we know that you had asked for that before, so we'll be sure to do that for you on Monday. Okay, okay. Is that pretty exciting? And- Yes, it's pretty exciting for me as well. And I'm just going to see some more uh, NBA in-play tournament. I've got two games I'm actually going to be watching uh, today as well. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So I just have to see how these two games are. And um, I'm going to just see, um, you know, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays just lost uh, earlier today. So I'm very disappointed in my Rays. And um, they're affiliates of the of the Montgomery Biscuits, so I know we uh, we always be looking at that team to to see what they need if we need to send out more players out there to Tampa as well. Yep, that's exactly how it works. You're right, James. I thought you were a Rangers fan. I am. I am a Rangers fan. But you like both teams? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so I'm a Rangers fan, but I help out the Montgomery Biscuits and uh, watching the Tampa Bay Rays as well to see uh, what players do they need as well. Okay, that's awesome. Anything else for us today, James? Well, I am actually going to be watching um, the upcoming dirt race qualifying, which is uh, is going to be today. Bristol. So yeah, so they're going to be doing the qualifying today instead of Friday. So they're going to do it today. So they're going to do like the um, they're going to do like the settings on how the uh, qualifying is, how it's going to be actually set up for Friday as well. Do you enjoy driving go karts, James? Have you ever driven one? Uh- um, yes, I have, and I am very, I'm a very, very good go kart driver as well. Wow! What makes you so good? Well, uh, just watching a little bit of uh, Formula One and NASCAR, and uh, com- and combining those two sports together, and you know, it is something that I like to do. You know, in my near future, actually, either try to drive Formula One or maybe uh, do NASCAR as well. So, I'm rooting for you. I'll be rooting um, for you. Yeah, so I'm actually sticking with NASCAR as well, and um, seeing if I could, you know, let. Uh, Bubba Wallace actually um, be my teammate as well, so I can get some uh, some rookie pointers from them as well. Okay, sounds like you got a good game plan right there. Yes, as well because I know I've been watching NASCAR ever since I was nine years old, and I've been to some uh, unique tracks over the years. I went to one um, about a year. Uh, a year ago, I went to Talladega for my first time ever seeing that track out there in Talladega, Alabama as well. Perfect. Well, James, it was so good to hear from you. We uh, we don't have a show tomorrow, but we want to wish you a very happy Easter and then also uh, a happy early birthday. And then, like I said, we'll be happy to celebrate your birthday with you on Monday when you call back into the show, okay? All right, sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. All right, that's our buddy James from Montgomery. We're excited for him. He's got a big birthday weekend coming up, guys. uh, he'd asked for us to sing Happy Birthday in the past, so we'll save that for uh, for Monday's show. So that's going to be pretty special. 
he had the knowledge, the wrestling yeah. knowledge. I didn't know no the kidding. Uso brothers were related to Rakishi. I was like, and that just triggered my my micro wrestling <laughs> yeah. moment in my head, watching Meatball do the Rakishi to that poor man. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, oh man, I need to I need to go talk to my nephew. My nephew was real big into wrestling as well. I'm gonna go get the facts. Right, it's coming back. And yeah, I, yeah. I, like rest, like I just like I just got away from it, but now I'm like, my, the, you gotta dive back the fire into it. It's like okay, yeah. I need to understand what's happening. Let's get more phone calls. Eight eight seven thirty four. One toll free one triple eight nine tag nine. Tony from Tuskegee. Tony has called into the program. My very good friend. What's going on, Tony? Tell me the good news. Yeah, how y'all doing? Good. How are you? All right. Yeah, I've been in some good things, you know, uh, around Auburn campus things that I didn't want to hear, but um, some people that's been around other than around not pertaining to the eighth day. But they tell me that um, T.J. Finley might be one of the most improved players on the team. But they say um, the A-Days may have not shown it because, you know, when you practice each other every day and you know exactly what, you know, what the team is doing. And uh, I also told he would have been a lot more effective or better in the Alabama game, he was hurt at some point. He was told to go back in the game. This is the SEC, you know, and I guess he was the only other, you know, eligible player that was convenient for the uh, team at that point. But they saw in the AJ game, they say he might be one of the most improved players in the SEC. Yeah, the uh, when you saw him at A Day, like you said, there were there were a few uh, plays in A Day where you kind of scratched your head and said, "What were you doing with that pass?" But uh, we talked about it earlier this week. There was a few plays in that A Day game that you looked at TJ Finley. And you said, "All right, there, there's something there. There there can be you know there's potential there." And you've heard a lot of good things coming out of practice. And I think this spring he needed, especially with the the transfer quarterback Zach Calzada coming in and being hurt, uh, couldn't practice fully. This is a spring that he needed uh, TJ Finley needed to step up and have some big improvement when he had a chance to separate himself a little bit. Yeah, but how many uh, returning receivers he had, like skill players he had? Not a lot, uh, especially on the receiver side of things. Well, you you think that could be the difference, you know, in with the route running until, you know, until after the, you know, fall and all that come about, they, you know, I guess they do seven on seven uh an unsupervised uh, practice, you know, not with the coaches and stuff like that. But you think improvement might come along? I, mean, I think T.J. Finley will continue to improve. I, I think that you know you, you see that once he gets has gotten into that offense and he, he's had a year with it under his belt, I think you're going to keep seeing him improve. I think the wide receivers are going to be a, a bit of an issue this year, but if you can develop them correctly and you can get them you know rep as many reps as possible in in live scrimmages uh, going forward into fall practice, and then you've also got those two I'm not going to say cupcake games, but you've got two games to get you set for that Penn State game with Mercer and San Jose State that you should win uh, no matter who you are if you're Auburn. Uh, you've got some chances to develop guys up and uh, have them set to go ahead and first in the conference play. Yeah, but, but you did, you know, I mean, if you could use another example, you can take the Heisman Trophy one of Bryce uh, uh, Bryce Young with John Meacher and Jameson William when they was 
out of the game, you could look at Alabama offense. Yeah, I mean, if you got people can't catch the ball and can't run routes, it's going to be a problem anyway. Yeah, but some people say um, he was injured in the Alabama game and say he's they say the eight uh, game didn't um, show results, but they say he's a much improved player, you know. But I hope it's not like that the last, you know, last game of the year. But I like to see him, you know, do well and anybody else do well, you know, during the regular season. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to see what the season's going to look like for uh, for TJ in 2022 yeah. and the rest of that offense. So, yeah. Tony, it's who, good to hear from you, man. Back, who's the running back along with um, Bigsby? Yeah, yeah. Jarquez Hunter was hurt for uh, the the spring, and then they've got a, a true freshman coming in in Damari Austin. Uh, Sean Jackson just went on scholarship in that room. Jordan Ingram, uh, he's the brother of Dazon Ingram, who played basketball at Alabama a few years back, and yeah. he transferred from uh, a smaller group of five school. But uh, yeah, we've we've got Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter as the two primary backs. Yeah, okay, yeah, and but yeah, one other thing when when JJ, yeah. When you get one of those um, tickets where you just want to sit at home and play chess and watch TV. Um, you want me to hit you up? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Tony. We'll talk All to you right. soon, y'all okay? Have, y'all guys have a good one. All Thanks. right. That's our buddy Tony from Tuskegee joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Had a good time at his first Auburn baseball game. we got to get Tony back to one of those. See if we can make that happen sometime soon. So I take it he's an Alabama fan. He is an Alabama uh, okay. fan. He's, yep. he's like, I somebody in here. I like, but oh, he, no. uh, he tries to stay in the know on everything going on there in uh, Auburn football world. His buddy Shaq keeps him up to date on everything. All if right, Shaq right. from Tuskegee is listening to the show today, Shaq, give us a phone call. We'd love to hear from you. Let's take a commercial break. We celebrate some birthdays in sports. After this, Tiger 95.9. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. We move on here in Auburn's first at Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Barry was complimenting some of our music a moment ago, and it's very quaint. I, I like it's this like one. A smooth intro. We've had this one since November. Brooks Childress is so elite at what he does that he always like documents when these songs go into play. And this is "Leave Before the Morning" by uh, the Jonas Brothers, and just a great vibe. Have you seen Happiness Now? Their documentary. No. Yeah, you watch. Definitely, highly recommend Happiness Now. Okay. Talks about their whole lives. Talked about how. Uh, Is this recent? No, it came out in 2020. Okay. 2020. It talks about how basically Dick Jonas came out the womb, a musical genius. He was like just playing the 
like playing the piano yeah. two years old so he always looks super talented and yeah I hate that they went through the breakup phase they needed it but then it was, it was good for all of them everybody every single one of them grew from that breakup they were they were telling you they were they were a little too uh I did too not think we would get here today <laughs> sometimes you need to grow apart to grow back together I know I just my brother's my best friend in the whole wide world you know and it's just the idea of brothers needing to go through that <laughs> they did oh but they're better for it right oh yeah okay i like they're, that they're back now and they're all happy That's all right eli happy broken now. up yet no oh. i don't want that to happen mm. that would be uh so sad so very sad all right we do this each and every day and uh for the first time ever i'm gonna let barry blanchard have the Ooh. honors it's our birthdays in sports it's time for today's birthdays in sports. All right, the day is absolutely loaded with birthdays today. We I'm got ready. a ton. So Barry, who do we got celebrating We're the birthday? Start off with the great Pete Rose. He turns 81 today. Woo! Had wow. A 23-year MLB career, 17-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ. He is the MLB record for career hits. And um, that is the one name I probably know in baseball. No, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to you about Carolina Panthers receiver DJ Moore turns 25, 14 receiving TDs, 4,313 yards so far in his career. Got that new money. I believe he signed a new $60 yeah, million dollar contract. My dog. And um, he's just looking for a quarterback. He's That's good. Cool. And then funny enough, Baker Mayfield turns 27 today. <laughs> <laughs> he's the state champ of Lake Travis High School in Austin, a three-star recruit. Walked on at Texas Tech started as a true freshman then he transferred to Oklahoma where he's a three-time all Big 12 selection Boomer Sooner two-time Big 12 Player of the Year, two-time All-American, and a Heisey Trophy winner. Selected first overall by the Browns in 2018. Made the all-rookie team. Chase Young, defensive end for the Washington I mean, he's Commanders. not slowing down. Barry's racing through these. Hey. I was going to say, Baker went from walk-on to Heisman Trophy winner. And, like, that's that's awesome. I think I think he got, he has that mentality that we all want. To I don't have. think we celebrate that enough. This guy went from a walk-on to a Heisman Trophy winner and then a born overall pick. Happy birthday, Baker! Go Baker. get yours, man. Hey, man, the fan, the team out there needs a quarterback. Go he, get yours. He's feeling disrespected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Chase Young. Speaking Chase of another freak, Young, Washington Commanders defensive end, regarded as the best recruits in the country, signed with Ohio State in oh, 2016. Gosh. In 2019, he was a unanimous All-American, runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, along with winning several defensive awards. Picked at number two overall by Washington and named the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, man. Oh, my guy. And I, I, the guy, the guy, this guy, this next guy, I just want to say, I love him, but I hate him. Okay. And that's Joe Hayden. Okay. He turns 33 today. I'm happy he's a free agent. I, I, I'd love to like, Actually, I take it back. Come, come play for Tennessee. <laughs> come lead us. Hayden led his high school to three combined state championships in basketball and football and was a number three athlete of his class. He signed with Florida in 2007, helped lead the Gators to a BCS national championship in 2008. You remember who their quarterback was for that title, right? Was it Tebow? Yeah. Tebow. What a team. That team was stacked, (laughs) Barry. It was. I just, but now anytime I think of that team, I just think of Aaron Hernandez. Sure. But still, that team was stacked. It was. Percy Harvin. And the Pouncey brothers. The Pouncey brothers. Yes. Gotta give it for my O line brethren. They were they were a great team. Yes, they were. they were. Happy birthday, Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden. Drafted seven overall in 2010 by the Browns. It, look, like I said, Titans, come pick him up. He he was the reason 
that the Brown, the Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs last year. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say he's good right now. And then we have Greg Maddox, 56 years old today, a former MLB pitcher. Maddox was drafted by the Cubs in 1984 and quickly became a top prospect. Made his debut in 1986 where he got a complete game shutout for his first start. That's a great start right there. He soon became the Cubs ace, made two all-star rosters, and in 1993 signed with the Braves and began a dominant run. He retired in 2008 as an eight-time All-Star, four-time NL Cy Young winner, eight-time Gold Glove winner, three-time MLB wins leader, and four-time MLB ERA leader. His number 31 was hired both by the Cubs and the Braves, and he's a first ballot member of the MLB Hall of Fame. One of the Woo! best pitchers ever. Resume, Greg boy. Maddox, baby. Great. A 1995 World Series champ with the Braves. Oh, man. That's, that's a legend right there. Steve Avery turns 52 today. MLB pitcher from 1990-2003, mainly with the Braves. He was a 1993 All-Star and a 1995 World Series champ with the Braves. That was a team right That there. was a team. Uh, and both uh, celebrating a birthday today and oh, we're yeah. not done and one more david justice turns 56 he's a three-time mlb all-star outfielder and a two-time world series champion mr justice david justice steve avery greg maddox all were a part of the braves 1995 world series team they all have the same birthday hey man aries, april 14th you know, aries, aries season is the first season they, <laughs> they were all born to be number one just saying. I did not know it was Harry's <laughs> season, but that's why we have you on the show to oh, tell yeah, us no, those things. These are, these are important facts, I think. You gotta <laughs> yeah. know where you're at. Isn't that cool, Brooks? It's <laughs> awesome. All of them have the same birth. Maddox, Avery, and Justice from that 95 Braves team. The last World Series team for the Braves until we just saw one in 2021. Think about that clubhouse that, um, today's day. Yeah. Oh, it was lit. At a big birthday party yeah. for all those guys. They spent many years playing together. Again, our birthdays in sports today. Pete Rose, DJ Moore. Baker Mayfield, Chase Young, Joe Hayden, Greg Maddox, Steve Avery, and David Justice all celebrating their birthday today. And as we're known to say, if it's your birthday, we want to wish you a very happy birthday as well. Here's something that I need to promote once again. Got to keep promoting this because we need more responses. Our 2022 Sports Call Survey, it's online on our social media feeds. If you haven't gotten the chance yet to fill it out and give us some feedback, please do. We greatly value your feedback. It is pinned to the top of our Facebook and Twitter profiles at Sports Call AU. What do you like about our show? Uh, Austin Scott created the survey for us. We're grateful for his help with that. We had done it in 2018 and 2019, took a couple of years off, and now we're back with another sports call survey. And on that survey, the very last question, Austin Scott wants you to pick who your favorite member of sports call is. Ooh, uh uh-oh. And one of the options he threw in there is not J.J. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> there's a J.J. Jackson option, win. but there's also a not J.J. Jackson That's gonna option. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead. And, and very unfortunately, it. you were not one of the options. It's up. okay. I haven't done enough. Okay. Um, I have to get my Auburn <laughs> yeah. game up to par. But NFL season, I'm raw. I promise <laughs> yeah. you. I'm, I'm, I'm really the coldest one out here when it comes to NFL. But everything else, you know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm like a like a newborn. Don't you like there. feedback, though? Don't you like surveys where I we can improve? I enjoy everything that people have to comment on because I'm, I'm, I'm secretly a drama fiend. So... It's like, I don't even care if it's good or bad. I just want to hear it so I can respond to it. That's, that's the lifestyle I live. 
So, you just yeah. want to say, oh, yeah. about JJ. How about that? Yeah. That's something. Brooks, we do want feedback, though. Yeah. You want to tell us that we suck or that we're awesome? You know, either one. Just type it in there. Let us know what you you like. You think we do too many birthdays? You think we don't do enough birthdays? You want to hear more birthdays than we do? Sometimes the birthdays are hard to find. I yeah. enjoy but the birthday music. The birthday music y'all have that cues up. That's my favorite part of this. That's why it's my favorite and part And on Monday, show. we're singing happy birthday to James. Oh, man. I We've got the instrumental underneath that. us, but we're going to sing it to him on Monday. I'm coming through for that. One of our top callers. All right, let's take a commercial break. More sports call right after this. Do you want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Jackson, Barry Blanchard, Brooks Childress inside our studios. I'm proud to be back in the saddle here for uh, the program today. We're glad to have you back, friend of the program. Thank you, man. Yeah, I've been demoted to oh. friend of the program. Uh, they've done Barry, this for four yeah, years now say, Barry, at this point. Don't, don't be sad. It happens to them every year. Every single year. It gets to be baseball and softball season. Uh, I'm sent all over the place. And the next thing you know, I'm no longer the host of the show. I'm just a friend of the program. Well, I'm happy that you're here. So you We've might. never been able to have this together, this moment together, yeah, Barry. I'm just so very proud. I'm just like, I'm, that's why I'm just t- I'm kind of sitting back, yeah. watching, observing. You did a phenomenal job with birthdays today. I enjoy reading. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> it is a hobby of mine. <laughs> Were you a scholastic reader? Oh, you remember right. the Dibbles test? I used oh. to crush Dibbles. I've never heard of that. Y'all never life. had Dibbles? They put you like they take you out in the hallway and they'd be like, just like you have one minute, read as many words as you can, go. And then they <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it like a paragraph that's it's like a out? whole story? Okay, like, okay. Like, I thought I just thought they gave you like a word list. So you go A no, R no, the. No, it's like a story. The Dibbles. The Dibbles. They never had dibbles? No. And you would just, it'd be like the most stressful day. Did you have accelerated reading? Oh, yeah. Sir. Like AR, AR, AR points? Yes, sir. That's where I got all, all my sports documents, I mean biographies. I just, that's, that's all I did was sports biographies. I would go for the short and easy books and then go take the test because you could add up points quicker. And then you got to take Harry Potter and like Willie, like the movies, like the movie books. The books are based off of movies, but that's a dangerous game because those books have a lot more information than the movies <laughs> yeah. provide. So you're like, I don't remember seeing this. No. What grade were you in for the Dibbles test? They did it. I believe it was fourth through sixth grade. Uh huh. You had the Dibbles, and it was just, it was just. I just remember the most hilarious part was like everybody sitting in the classroom, ultra silent, and you just hear the kid in the hallway, like just trying to get all these words out. You're sitting there sweating, waiting. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And then it's like the teacher just like they wouldn't tell you how you did. They just look up and be like. Thank you. And did you do it, well? I did. I was, You're a very fast talker. I, I, I was. I killed it. I loved it. My comprehension skills are through the roof. <laughs> I just gotta say, you know, everybody has their thing. That's my thing. <laughs> Brooks. Yeah. You AR, didn't have the dimples no. test. AR points though. Yeah. They are tests. Yeah. I'd always go for the red dot books that were like the. I was a big military kid. Like I not. 
I liked military history, and so all the nonfiction military books were red dots, and so I'd get those because I liked military, but then I wouldn't do good on the test because they were for like sixth graders, and I was in like third grade. <laughs> and they'd be like, what type of jet was this? I'm like, uh, it, a cool one. <laughs> You did this on a computer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were in the same. You were doing AR tests on the of computer. So, you, okay. You would have your re- your free reading time, and then during class, and if they you needed, if you had finished a book, they'd be like, "All right, we'll schedule you during your reading time to go sit over here on the computer, and everyone takes their turn taking the AR test on the classroom computer." I would go to the. We would have to go to the library to take the uh, the AR test. It was very competitive the AR time because people were like, "How many AR points do you have?" And they print out that report too. Like they have the kids and the bars. Like they they show the whole class. Like you would knew if you were like down. It's like I gotta get my reading skills up. Like I'm looking trash out here. It was. Um, I didn't like it. I, didn't, I, I liked reading, but I didn't like the fact that they made us feel like we had to like read more than other kids. Because like that made it made reading not fun, and I was like already kind of enjoying. It. Like this is stupid. What did you say a little bit earlier about the NFL? I said I am a boss at the NFL because I was just like like I don't know why, but I was like rereading all my old predictions from last year. I'm like I like in every prediction I picked the Titans to go 16 and 0. I never picked them to lose a game, but I was like comparing my score with like Cynthia Freeland and Greg Rosenthal. Like these guys are professional. They're getting paid lots of money to do something. That's the same or better records than them. Hire me. What's the, like, <laughs> and, and, and plus, mine is way more entertaining. I'm just like, they tripping. I don't know. But that just, that's just my thing. I realize, like, I am really good at NFL. And now it's like being here and being around you guys, I can, like, boister my knowledge for, like, the things I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm coming from a Madden perspective. So, like, I'll know who these players are and what their Madden ratings is. But, like, that's real. This is real life we're talking about here. So now Facts. I got to see how they translate. And that's what I, you guys are good for. I come to like, ask maybe, a question. Maybe we should do an AR points-based test on NFL knowledge and make all the experts take it. I like that. That's a good but idea. Barry, I'm all for competition. And then all for competition you, you always. You get the little graph and then Barry's in front of them all and then all of a sudden uh, Give you, me. you've got Alex sitting like, up there. In a way, so on the I, I got to go back to the Stimples test. The Dibbles? Dibbles. Yeah. <laughs> dimples. <laughs> I said the Dimples test. <laughs> on the Dibbles test. Yeah. So you're handed just a book. It's like um, it's like you know those those reading books that they used to give you in school, like McGraw Hill type stuff. Right. So it'd be one of the stories from one of those books, and they have little markers on the side, and that's just how many words. So you're just trying to fit, read as many words as you can within a certain like and a one so minute. And so is someone like counting? Yeah, he's, the like, words. The teacher, or you're right. The teacher's right across from you, reading with you, and they're counting the words as you go. Or are they just like this was his stopping point. Well, no, they, they, they so like on the side, that's where it's like this, like they have, their, their, their sheet has the word, like, you know, I used to peek at their sheet. Their sheet has, like, the, if they get this far, this is how many words it is. If they get this far, how many words. So they, they're kind of Okay, just, okay. They're, they're so it does you, the math for them mm-hmm. to where they're not actually having to go across. And, mm-hmm. I want to yeah. know what it's like if they're out in the hall, like, the other classes walking by, are you like... I wonder if that. I want to do a dibbles test today. You want to do it? It's uh, I'm yeah. Telling, it's like, We're going to get to our top of the hour break. <laughs> All right. Oh, and you, I want to. I want to find. I want to find a dibbles test. Right. I want Brant Dodger to be a part of this. In our final hour, we are also uh-huh. going to uh, reveal the bracket. No one has seen our sports movie bracket yet. We've given you some of our favorite matchups, but we unveil the bracket, and uh, also we're going to have a dibbles test. 
Is it going to be so, like a competition? I'm yeah. Gonna, I, I don't think you want the smoke. I want the smoke. Uh, I want all of it. Uh-oh. You remember what you said? To Brooks, you're yeah. going to participate as well. All right. I, know, I, I don't usually get to participate in these things. You're, I'm always the research guy. and I'm, yeah. I run This the, is one run of those things where I guess we're all going to be able to participate because yeah. I don't know how you would necessarily cheat. We all have to read. What if grade you, was this? If you, um, fourth through sixth grade. All right. If you miss... Like if I are reading too fast and I you speak have to incorrectly. So the thing is, you have to say the whole word, and you have to like it has like basically it has to sound like legible. So okay. I can't be like, like no, I can't. Like they'll tell you to stop, go back, read that. That's again. what I'm worried you're gonna do though, Barry. If I'm I, being honest with you, I'm telling you, my enunci- I, my enunciation is top notch. Brant's is top notch. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm putting I'm I'm betting on Brant Daughtry oh, right now. What's happening? Here? I'm doing it. All right, that's coming up a little bit later in the program. Uh, we've run out of time in the first hour of the show. We've got more of your phone calls straight ahead as Sports Call continues in a moment alongside Brooks Childers and Barry Blanchard. My name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now. Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ in the studio with Barry and Brooks. Brent set to join us here in just a little bit. Uh, Yeah, that's what we do. Hey, let me ask you this. What's that? What are we doing a little bit later now? Oh, we're dibbling. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually the uh, verb you would use, but I'm, it's happening. <laughs> All right, if, if you, you confirmed to us that you did this in Winfield, Alabama when you were growing up. Yes, sir. Fourth to sixth grade, Fourth you said. Fourth to sixth grade. Yeah, out there and you did this every year? Once a year. Yep. Okay, the dibbles test. The dibbles. And Brooks, you're from the Alabama education system as well. That's right. But you never had a dibbles test. I, I can't say that I, yeah. I did. I, and if, if I did, I, it was not called a dibbles test. I so desperately want someone else to call into the show today and talk to us about this. <laughs> the dibbles? Dibbles test. 334-887-3401. Hell, I want someone to call in and tell me they know that winfield alabama is a place because at this point it's a, it's, i don't know barry it's a great place i mean it's like it's called winfield for a reason we all we do is win all right it's just that's just what number one when that's you're the from case. when you're from winfield yes uh and, and to let people know you did not graduate from winfield i did not you went to minnesota i did which is i'm a south high tiger which is very far away from winfield <laughs> no, that, alabama Opposite ends of the map. No big deal. No big deal. Um, from the bottom to the but top. when you're from Winfield, where do you say you're from? 
Winfield. I mean, it's funny that you Just, ask you this know, question because like, whenever I'm trying to tell people where Winfield is, I always like my, in my head it's near Birmingham, but it's actually closer to Tuscaloosa than Birmingham. It's like 40, 30 to forty five minutes outside of Tuscaloosa, but Tuscaloosa is like a little bit norther than that. Right, but you say Birmingham but instead. I say, I say Birmingham because we just went to Birmingham a lot, and but that's actually a farther drive than going to Tuscaloosa. Why do people do that? I don't. They know. say they're from this place that's really an hour and twenty minutes away. I, see, that's the thing. I say I'm from Winfield, so like I'm just like I'm from, I was born in Winfield. I don't I don't differentiate, but right. I was also like. Like when you when you grow up in Minnesota, right? This, they have the same kind of deal where if you're from Minneapolis or St. Paul, you could say you're from the cities. Like they're called the Twin Cities, so uh-huh. it's like you say you're from the cities. If you're not from the cities, and then you say you're from the cities, people get very upset. <laughs> like you're not from here, bro. Like you're from a suburb, or you're from some farther away town. So it's like I kind of just adapted that. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna say I'm from Winfield because I used to I used to do that. I'm like, well, it's near Birmingham or it's near Tuscaloosa, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna own it. I'm from Winfield, Alabama. Like sometimes you you have to do it because you say like i i run across this all the time people ask where are you from i said robertsdale alabama and they're like where's uh-huh. that where's that and then you got to say well and then i always go with i'm 45 minutes from mobile 45 minutes from pensacola 45 minutes from the beach right in the middle nice little triangulation right there yeah why is mobile not the beach because mobile doesn't have a beach <laughs> <laughs> great question answer moment right there (laughs) (laughs) and done (laughs) yeah I'm not gonna say like that's it it does not have a beach but but it's like no no it's got a bay yeah but there's no beach on the bay what is the bay part it's just a bay it's like on the mobile side it's industrial stuff going out the mobile river on the baldwin county side there are a few like small beaches on right. the baldwin county side but that's baldwin county that's not mobile mm, i got you i just don't know man us, us baldwin county folks will get defensive because <laughs> people will say oh we're going down to the mobile beaches no mobile does not have beaches See, it's the same thing saying you're from the city and then not from the city when it, the, the, the local news in the area Winfield to Birmingham is a one hour and eight minute drive. Yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's just like we just we always went to Birmingham because that's where we had family at. That's where we went shopping. But Tuscaloosa was actually closer to us. It was like right 30 to 45 minutes down the road. So like when I just say when people are like they don't know where Winfield is, I'm just like, well, we're near Birmingham because people usually know what Birmingham is. But then I, for some reason, it never dawned on me that people know what Tuscaloosa is, too, because of the University of Alabama. So it's just like, oh, I could have just been saying Tuscaloosa this entire time. And the biggest point in all of this is that Winfield, Alabama, they've got a they test a called test. the Dibbles. Yes. I looked it up. A, a Dibble is also a like a tool that you use to like make a small hole in the ground to plant like seeds and seedlings for plants and so dibbling can also be digging holes for seeds ah see you see they were giving us seeds of knowledge (laughs) that's it (laughs) no don't try to help your cause Barry the fact that you had those tests I enjoyed the dibbles though well we're gonna take one a little bit later in the show I'm telling you you don't want the smoke 887-3401 toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 to be a part of the program someone who always keeps us in line and straight. One of my very good friends, Michael from Auburn. Michael has called into the program. What's going on, Michael? 
also yeah uh, i actually grew up in bayou labatry alabama and so if you're you're trying to figure out where that is if you saw forrest gump it's where bubba was from 251 so, <laughs> wait bubba was from alabama too yeah so, yeah i am it, mind blown right now yeah. i always thought that was Louisiana. oh man no. forrest gump just so, went from the greatest movie ever to the yeah. greatest movie yeah. ever but anyway, uh, so Brooks is from Robertsdale, correct? That's right. So he's, I'm a little, I'm 40, so I'm, I'm a little his senior, but my dad used to tell the story in the 70s. I, we uh, had the luxury, I went to Alma Bryan. I was the first graduating class of Alma Bryan, but Hurricanes. before that, it was Alba and Grand Bay, which are uh, MoCo or South Mobile County. But Alba and Robertsdale used to play. It was a rival. And, uh, you know, just from across the bay. But in the 70s, they played, and uh, somebody from Robertsdale decided to take their helmet off and swing it at the other guy, which was a really bad idea yeah. uh, in a football game because you, the helmets, you know, what, is what protects you. And if you take it off and other people can snatch it from you. They proceeded to chase the guy into the parking lot where he tried to climb and hide underneath the car. And, you know, he got stuck with his head outside. You know, he tried to climb underneath the car feet first and got got about to his chest and got caught. So uh, it didn't end well for him. So uh, they didn't play for a very long time. And it was a, a very bitter rivalry there. So. Uh, but when we, I don't know that we played anymore. Uh, Alma Bryant and Robertsdale still plays, and um, and no, we did in baseball every now and then. But Brooks would have to kind of chime in on that if he knows anything from teams across the bay. They um they played a couple times uh, the last few years, but then I think right when it, it was right when the seven A came in, Alma Bryant moved up to seven A, and Robertsdale was not big enough to move up, and so they don't play each other that often. But I do know that they play basketball and they play a baseball quite often yeah back when we were both 5a schools we were actually i think in the same area for a little bit um but i know we played there because uh, that was one of our longest uh, traveling games and centronelle like we actually that was probably for y'all too that was yeah. probably the longest drive of the the year and if you want to talk about tests is what it reminded me of because we actually had to play Centronelle, and on the way back, somebody on the bus was like, "Hey, are y'all taking the ACT tomorrow?" Like, no, we don't take it until October. And they're like, "Well, tomorrow's October 1st. We're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> we went <laughs> and uh, no way! Wow, victory against Centronelle, uh, but actually, I had to. We all had to get up and, and drive uh, and go take the ACT the next morning. <laughs> it was it was it was brutal. But you did brutal. not have a Dibbles test. I did not have a Dibbles test that I can remember, but I did march in the inaugural Forrest Gump Day Parade. So. <laughs> well, you got There's that a going Forrest? Oh, I got to go. <laughs> I got to attend the Forrest Gump Parade. Did you know Winfield, Alabama existed, Michael? I did not, but similar to what he said, I do not claim that I'm from Mobile. I'm from south of Mobile, which you tell people that. They're like, you grew up on the water? But, but <laughs> that was my thinking. South of Mobile. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I do not claim to be from Mobile. Mobile, I'm south of Mobile. <laughs> so I totally understand where he's coming from with that. That's perfect. Michael, so good to hear from you, man. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. That's our buddy Michael from Auburn so joining where us. Does, the I, I wish I could ask for you. Where does one go to go to the Forest Gump Parade? Have you, have you heard of this? Uh, this is the first time I'd heard about it. Oh, I should have yeah. asked. Michael, are you still with us? 
No, he's gone. No, he's gone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I need to, I need to. Cause this is the first I'd heard about. Hold on. We're going to do some in-depth research. I didn't like, I remember when I first saw a Bubba Gump like restaurant, I'm like, that's not the same place. Not, Who is Bubba Gump? That's their restaurant, Bubba Gump. Like if it's it's the, the shrimp company, the shrimp that, company. That, oh, that made up okay. in the movie and yeah, they, yeah, yes. became a, Okay. Yeah, so it's like a real restaurant now. And I'm like, that's not the Bubba Gump shrimp company. And it was. And it was excellent shrimp. It is. So, Brooks. Yeah. South of Mobile. Yeah. Are you south of Mobile? No. We are east of Mobile. We're in a different county. Mobile County and Baldwin County. But he said, separate entities. He said Alma Bryant is where he went to school, yeah, right? which is south of Mobile. Okay. Yeah. The Hurricanes, yeah. you said. Yeah. Okay. And your graduating class was? 2013. 2013. Yeah. Ten years is next year. That's that made me feel great. <laughs> mine, great. Mine is this year. Class of 2012. We thought the world was going to end. We were happy. We were like, we made it. We made it. Are you going to go to a high school reunion? <sighs> Ooh, that's the question, isn't it? I don't that'd know. Be a trek, huh? I said that'd be a trek. Yeah, it is. It's a mission. It's a mission up there. So I mean, I'm, because to I'm, remind people, your high school is in Minnesota. Hey, South High Tigers. I'm, I'm, I'm but Tigers are you? But you, do you say Minneapolis, or yes. what do you say? No, we're from Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah, South Minneapolis. That's where it was. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. It depends. Like, is I, there one happening? There is. There's supposedly like it's in the it's in the ether. Are you in a Facebook group about it? I've been trying. That's what I'm saying. I've been trying to get to the group, but I haven't gotten there. So to me, I don't feel like it exists because like I was prom king. I am important, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so if I'm not in the loop of things, it doesn't really exist. I don't know. That's why I'm like, I like I've heard. Well, rumblings. do you want to? Do you want to just? take it upon yourself to do that no like when i say like everyone knew me i didn't really like 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 our graduating class had like nearly like i think it was two thousand kids or something we were a big high school and i was just watching people go up on stage i'm like i didn't even know you were in the school like who are you so i don't want that uh, that job and at you all. were prom king yes of this yes that's outstanding prom king and class clown that's outstanding yeah we could see the class clown part yeah i didn't i didn't ask for that one right that just came upon me um, Lindsey Crosby is going to join us here in about 15 minutes from Locked On MLB Prospects, a full preview. Auburn and Mississippi State, the Tigers all of a sudden have won three straight baseball series and uh, are playing really good ball this time of year. Um, Barry, don't know as much about the Auburn Tigers baseball team. I have bored up in a couple of games. I think the last one is when they, they won that Texas A&M trip like they, they had a topic yep. and they went and I was listening to the coach and it just it felt like they turned a corner yes, in that game. They where, very much so did. Yeah and it just, that is fit they really did. Yeah like when I was just listening to the coach and the way the players played it's just like they were they had a lot of pent up energy. Right. And like after they were it, they were so great they, they they had like they put up four three or four runs, we put up four three or four runs. They put up runs, we put up runs and it's just like they never psyched themselves out. They played hard until the end they got the W. You could just tell like that was a big relief for them and now I just think they're just playing confident and happy baseball. Tell me about your experience with the Thunder Chickens. Um, so the, the thing about the day with the Thunder Chickens was I the day with the, the, the Thunder the day with the Thunder because that's what it was to me. It was like the day with the Thunder Chickens. That sounds like an expose <laughs> um, a news piece that's coming out on us. Everything he says makes me laugh. It just it was so I I was like all right I don't want them to know how trash I am like I'm really bad so I'm like well like when you tell me I can play catch I was like bet I don't have to really catch anything like I just have to Not make with JJ <laughs> yeah they're gonna hit it far like, yeah it was like. 
and I got I got I got it hit. I got it out. You know, I was just like, all right, I'm so good. Tell I'm, me about the out. So the out was um someone tried to hit like there was a double play. He tried to come home and the ball like I remember the ball coming in. I'm like, I got this and I caught it. I was like, I'm so good and I got it. I'm just like, yes, this is the moment. This uh, is we like, did have it. I remember that. It was a play it, at yes. the play. It was a play at the play, and I was just like, you know what? I don't care what happens the rest of the day. I'm good. And it was hard for me because like I don't know if you guys know this. I had a fantasy football draft at the same time that game was. We boring. were talking about it. So yeah. it's just like it's li- I'm literally back there catching. I'm like looking down at my phone, <laughs> my pick, Saquon Barkley, go. Just, just it was the, I, like, I, I don't blame the, the Thunder Chickens for that, but I did take Saquon Barkley in the first round. It was not a good year for me. <laughs> so, so it was it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I hope I get to come back this time around and um, catch. Like, I just want to practice catching the ball just, more. Why don't we just Why don't we just go ahead and plan for you to be on the team from day one, and that way we're not in scramble mode. That sounds like a plan. Is that fair to you, Brooks? Yeah. You haven't been mulling retirement, have you? I'd been mulling free agency is what I'd been mulling. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. I saw the other teams winning. I want to go do that. (laughs) Why would one do that? Because I'd like to win. When did we? It was like July, though, that we played, right? It was June. We got a W that day. It was forfeit (laughs) win. Barry. Wait. So you played... You played a game and then didn't... The, the, the second game, they, they, the team didn't show up, so we got a, a forfeit win. Okay. But I count that. Was that our only win? Brent? Yeah. See, yeah, I Brooks. was... Brant? <laughs> Brooks? <laughs> uh, Brant? <laughs> no, that was our only win, I, though, I right? I count that. I count yeah. that, though. Because yeah. like, yeah. we didn't win the playoff game. Right. I'm one and one at the Thunder Chicken. You can't did take you, that away from me. Why did you not play with us during the playoffs? <laughs> I, I wasn't asked. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you probably were. Mm. Was I? No. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. This wasn't. It yeah. just didn't happen. I'm going to go with the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side on the guy on my side of the desk. Okay. <laughs> uh, 887-3401. Toll free at 1-888-9-9. Let's take our first commercial break of the hour. Sports Call continues in a moment. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ. JJ Jackson, Barry Blanchard, Brooks Childress. What's up, fellas? Um, I like to demand a trade. I like to think that I'm like a, a welcome addition to this show, but I feel like I'd be taking you guys away from your sports takes with my shenanigans. I do that myself. Barry, uh, have you ever listened to this show? Yeah. I, I, I tinker. I, I listen. I like to I like to come in. With, I do like to listen when JJ's here because he does like to say, he just says some things and he's just like, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for a sports call-in show, 
we are about 50-50 sports and just randomness. Okay. But people love the randomness. That's good. I don't feel so bad, dude. They love it. Hey, we want to talk to you. Auburn Bank phone line's wide open, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 Let's do this. We do it uh, each and every week. We told you about them a little bit earlier in the week, but I want to remind you, our newest Sports Call Player of the Week, who was it? Here it is. Sports Call's Player of the Week. Pro golfer Scotty Scheffler is Sports Call's Player of the Week, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. The 25-year-old dazzled with his performance in the Masters last week, securing the green jacket with a score of 10 strokes under par. The win is the latest in a long string of success for Scheffler, as he has now won four of his last six starts on the PGA Tour. Scotty Scheffler is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewitheric.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. Our Player of the Week presented by Eric McDade State Farm. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters four of his last six starts. He's been victorious. I mean, this guy is just, it's crazy how well he's playing. We do April monthly predictions. We made predictions as to who would win the Masters. No one was even close to saying Scotty Scheffler. And at the end of the tournament, he's winning. I mean, it sounds like to me he's 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 feeling the goodness right now. He's like you say, he twenty-five won, years old. Twenty-five years old. One, one, the last four of six. Um, he's just feeling it, and I think with golf, it's a mental. Like you said, it's a lot. Like the physical part of it isn't the issue. It's like mentally, how are you feeling? And he's in that right, great, great space. It's like, hey, I'm going out here. Let's have fun. Let's feel. Let's swing free, and I think that's where you're getting the results from. What say you, Brooks? I mean, it was phenomenal. He he, it. He looked like he was he was shooting well on Thursday, and then he just started rolling Friday and into Saturday, and then you got into Sunday. There was a there was a chance that the door opened a little bit on Sunday uh, for uh, Cameron Smith and Rory McIlroy, but McIlroy was too far back. He made a great charge through the field, could not get there, uh, finish the job, and then Smith he was kind of close, and then he stumbled a little bit mid round and. Scheffler was just able to continue to to be dominant there, and yeah, was uh, what ranked 15th in February yeah. in the world, and then rattled off like you said three. There was three wins leading up until this, and rocketed his way up to the world number one. And it, I kind of feel like it. It reminds me reminds me a little bit, not on the same level because he didn't is not has not won multiple majors yet, but it feels like Jordan Spieth when Jordan Spieth first came on the on like the, everybody's radar, won the Masters, won the uh, the the uh, U.S. Open was it the U.S. Yeah. Open, and that he was just dominant really quickly, and that's kind of what Scheffler's been. He, he just meteoric rise, and you know, obviously one take, heck of a golfer. Take the couple weeks off, and then get ready for the uh, PGA Championship next month, and hopefully he can have a good showing there. And up in, uh, I think it's Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. Congrats to uh, Scotty Scheffler for winning our Sports Call Player of the Week award, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. How's your golf swing? Well, um, let me. That's say, not where you were, you were going to say something else. I, I, I was. No, that's I how was, I describe mine. I was going to say something else. But it was just going to be a compliment because I was like Brooks. 
this is beautiful. Like, you know, Brooks, come, I, I'm listening to this. I'm listening to Brand Ryan and then like the piano riff. I'm looking, I'm looking, watching his hands. Like, he got the piano riff. And I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> was back in the lab. Like, Brooks, uh, Brooks can drop an album if he wants to. Cause that was a great great entry but um, I, I would say by that because he was playing an imaginary yeah, piano yeah, no, he, he, can, he, he knows the chords and the riffs I was watching his hands he, he knows what he's doing like he's really putting thought into this you were in the band weren't you huh you were in the band. No, I was. A I was. I was a football player. But you played in the band. I played. I took piano classes. So like piano to me is the most beautiful instrument. It's the sexiest instrument. The, you oh, and I are. Yes. Oh my gosh. Easily, 100%. The one thing I want to do in my life is learn how to play the piano. If um for like the, I'm not, the, no, don't, like there is no debate. The sexiest instrument known to mankind is the Fun piano. Fun fact: It was created in the year 1700, same year that the Enlightenment started. Mm. Coincidence? I, mean, I think not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is like that's great. But as far as my golf swing goes, I'm great at top golf. That's what I would like to say. Because I, I, I can always score points, and that makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> like I can able like I don't I don't know how they do it, but I'm able to like they look up on that board. And I'm like hey, I have more than I had last time. That's good enough for me. So real golf is just um. It's kind of heartbreaking. The last time you played real golf, though, was at least over seven years ago. The last time I played real golf, I don't I, think you've ever played real I, golf. I, here's what I did: I took a class. I took a golf like it was like, but it was practicing your swing. So like they they took you when you were practicing your swing to like a course where you could practice getting the ball in the hole. I never got the ball in the hole, so it just it was really like. It really hurt my spirit. Um, I'm normally really good at things, so it's like when you find something that you're not really good at, you're just, I'm kind of like that bratty kid. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's stupid anyways. I don't want to play, and I just haven't. So, but then Top Golf kind of brings me back towards the game because I'm like, at least I'm doing something. Top Golf is awful. Oh, no. It's fun. <laughs> yes. It is so fun. But if you play golf, it's awful because the balls are lighter. You hit it, just you kill the ball, and you go, oh, I can do this. And then that first <laughs> round, you go back out there, and you, you, now you can't. Well, no, see, you can't. We, like, it's like we got the same issue, just a different thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. I get frustrated with golf. That's why I stick to mini golf. I'm, putt putt. I'm also you still really, don't win that, though. I'm also uh, but really more times than not. <laughs> All right. Or more times than uh Than... <laughs> Uh-oh. No, more times than not. Uh-oh. I, okay. sense, a, I sense a rivalry I here. think I think I'm at uh, a... I just, uh, I just like, like to try to... 57%... One percentage. Fifty-seven. One percentage. Won once when I played with you, <laughs> and it was a glorious day. It was, it was something. Out of all the mini golf rounds you've won once, I we would were not in Mobile. We were not in Mobile. We were at that we've one never, place. We've never played mini golf in Mobile. Do they even have mini golf in Mobile? I wouldn't think so. What was that one place called? Golf Shores. Yeah, that place. That's not Mobile, but it's like. No, kind of there. No. No, see, you, no. Gotta, you gotta listen. He seems like he knows this area. It's like an that's... hour and a half away. It was that Pirates Island? I don't think you've won Pirates Island. Where did I win? I don't remember. I won <laughs> where you've got the long shot down at the very end. There's like the bridge. Is it? And then you like put it down the hill and you watch it ricochet. It's like a happy Gilmore shot you're talking here. There's a several places. I mean, a lot of them have that same. Did You, you didn't win at Shrimpies, did you? No. Okay. I mean, I. I mean. No, I choked. Don't. I choked at Shrimpies. Oh no! Um, it was either that or the track. The, place the track is called was Shrimpies. I, I, I heard it. No, I heard. <laughs> I felt like it was kind of. I, like... I blew the lead at the track too. You blew. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe you did win at Pirates the, Island. The one is Pirates Island. It's got like a pirate ship. Yes. Yeah. That, that would check <laughs> yeah. out. You know. Uh, hey, fun fact: we were the Winfield Pirates. 
Look at that. Oh, Look how that's it comes disgusting. Off. <laughs> Full circle. That's disgusting. A devil's test a little bit later. Are we going to be able to find them or no? I, you can f- I'm sure that there are devil's tests out there. We'll, we'll go look at some All point. Because right. if not, I'm just going to hand, I don't know, live reads or what. And just, how long do you have, Barry? You have one minute. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Um, the, uh, we'll get the emergency alert system operating handbook. Ooh, right. That would actually that. be kind of fire. No, my, As opposed to a real dimples test? Well, you got to think this is fourth to sixth grade reading. So is it going to really be that difficult with professionals, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can we do both? Uh, this is your show. I'm yeah, let's do both. <laughs> Lindsey Crosby joins us when we return. You like Auburn baseball, Brooks? I do. You like Sonny DeShera? Uh, he's pretty good at baseball. Oh, my gosh. Is he good? You like uh, Cowbells? Not particularly. Yeah, that's where... You know what this is? Mississippi State? They're cowbells? Oh, I thought you were talking about the song. I'm sorry. That's Bad Habits yeah. by Ed Sheeran that you're trying to... Yeah, I knew his song. Yeah. I knew it was Ed. Oh, I was Ed. saying, you know, that Mississippi State, they ring the cowbells. I it's remember, obnoxious. I remember uh, Brooks telling me how much he hates those cowbells. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Awful. All right, let's take a break. Sports Call continues in a moment. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. This is Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson in the studio with Brooks Childress and Barry Blanchard. Honored to bring on Lindsey Crosby here in just a moment. He's the host of the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast, talking about Auburn baseball as they get set to uh, take on Mississippi State. Did we find a Dibbles test, Brooks? Uh, We're working on it. Okay, we're working on it. That's coming up a little bit later in the program. For now, let's go to uh, the Auburn Bank phone line and bring on Lindsey Crosby to chat with us here on today's show. Lindsey, we appreciate the time. How are you doing today? Hey, JJ. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're thrilled to have you on the show here. want to talk a little bit about uh, everything going on in the world of sports with the Auburn Tigers. Lindsay can be heard every Monday as well on the Locked On Auburn podcast. Let's just start talking baseball with Auburn as they get set to open up a three-game series here tonight against Mississippi State. Uh, your take on the Tigers season thus far, Lindsay? So I think the big takeaway here so far is exceeding expectations right going into the season and we've heard the players talk about this everybody thought that they were going to be towards the bottom of the sec when it came to pitching when it came to hitting and right now they're one game behind arkansas for tops in the west and it's something where the pitchings come together the offense has been timely the offense has been 
uh, you know, as good as advertised, and they've really just exceeded expectations so far. And the question is, can they continue all the way through the rest of conference play? Uh, Lindsay, I want to get your your take. When you look at the pitching staff as a whole, it, it's gone through some rocky ro- rocky patches uh, so far this year, mm-hmm. and, and you know it was kind of the opposite last year. The pitching was rather well, but the hitting wasn't there this year. It seems like the hitting is there, the pitching's not there. Uh, really, really positive getting Joseph Gonzalez back. Had a great start last weekend, but I want to get your take on a guy that a lot of people were kind of high on this year. That's kind of struggled a little bit. What's going on with Trace Bright? So I think with Trace Bright, there's a combination of two things. Uh, one, it feels like he's just not necessarily getting the run support that he's used to. If you look at some of the games, like I'm thinking last uh, Friday, it, it's still a close game. He's not getting these early leads. But I think the bigger thing that's very obvious is when you're the game two starter and your best two bullpen guys throw three or four or five innings the night before, you feel a little bit of extra pressure that you have to go deeper into the game and you have to almost be perfect. Those games where he has a lead or those games where he knows there's one of those relievers available, if he gets in trouble, it feels like he does better. I think he's just putting a little too much pressure on himself to be perfect because he doesn't know if there is a guy who can come out of the bullpen and relieve him and shut down a problem that he gets into. Were you a college baseball fan first, Lindsay, or Major League? Or was it about the same, or kind of talk to me about your baseball evolution? So it was a, definitely a Major League baseball fan first. I grew up in the South in the age of the Superstation. So I'm watching the Atlanta Braves as I grow up, like a lot of folks do. My, my favorite player was Dale Murphy. And after I moved to Auburn about 10 or 11 years ago, I started to really – Uh, notice and and see some of the local guys. And I would see guys pop up in major league games that had gone to Auburn. And I'd see guys at the minor league teams that had been at Auburn. And I started to shift and started to pay more attention to college baseball. And I feel like the last few years, I've been more into the college side than I have the professional side because there's just something magical about you know, these young men, these amateurs out there playing the game of baseball. I would be the same in, in, this, in the category of, you know, growing up and uh, being a Braves fan like we all are here in the South. And uh, then you go to school, you start watching more college baseball. In my seat, you're broadcasting more of it. And it's the pitching, Lindsay, that was always so interesting to me because I'm hearing this mindset of, what do you mean you've got different midweek starters versus weekend starters? And then your bullpen guys aren't really your traditional major league bullpen guys that they're coming in for an inning role. Sometimes your closer in college baseball, your goal is I need nine outs out of this guy, and that's just something you would never see at the major league level. Talk to me about like your experience learning through the various adjustments that you would have in the college game. I think the, the first biggest adjustment to me was the very first college baseball game I ever went to was a Tuesday. It was later in the season in one of those midweek games, and we saw seven different pitchers come in for Auburn. And I'm like, what's going on? Why are they throwing so many pitchers? It's like, oh, well, listen, they all have to be available for the weekend. This is their bullpen for the week. And, and like, there was that. And then there's the whole aspect of understanding, kind of like you said, you're going to call on a bullpen guy on your number one ace, in this case, Blake Burkhalter with his cutter. You're going to call on him the first moment you have trouble. And you're going to say, hey, we need you to come out and we need you to throw Three innings. By the way, you're coming into a game with two on and nobody out in the you know in the the top, in the top of the seventh. And then we're going to ask you to come back tomorrow and throw another inning tomorrow. And we might need you for game three. And so for me, it's 
like the biggest adjustment for me, I think, would probably be knowing who else in the bullpen you could trust in what scenarios. Because in the professional, you know, baseball framework, you have to find roles for everybody, and you have a lot of spring training. Here, you have some inner squads, and then you're into the season, and you have freshmen. You're trying to figure out what do we have in this guy. What can he do in conference play versus non-conference play? It just feels like it takes a lot longer to build that knowledge and trust of your pitching staff in college than it does in the pros. So in the SEC this season, everybody has been chasing Tennessee. They've been absolutely elite to start the year. Had won 23 games until Tuesday night, and I want to get to that in just a moment. But but talking about the league, and your big takeaway is, is the same with me. We can go back to the Ole Miss series for the Auburn Tigers when Ole Miss comes into town as the number one team in the country, and Auburn's not able to win that series. Uh, they dropped two of the three games in the competition. Just this league as a whole, A, why is the SEC so damn good every single season? And, and what in particular has been the biggest difference for this Auburn team their last three weekends as opposed to sort of their start of the year? So I think the big difference in the SEC, I mean, the joke that we all make from the commercial is it just means more, right? But for the SEC, it's it's something where, think about where they are geographically, obviously. You're in the South. You can play sports outside later into the year. You no can kidding. start earlier. So the climate and everything is just suited to doing something like this, uh, where the weather and all of that. And then the thing with this with this team specifically to – like what's different between now and Old Miss and all of that. And I really kind of look back at the insertion of Nate LaRue as catcher into the lineup. So if you go back to that Old Miss series, think about game one. Uh, there were so many errors, and Auburn allowed so many unearned runs in that game. And so many guys got on via pass ball or a throwing error or you know a, some sort of defensive miscue. And since Nate LaRue has been the catcher, the, the pitching staff's been more efficient. He calls more fastballs than a lot of other guys. He's completely shut down the running game. You know, being a pitcher who can throw 94 on the side is pretty useful at a catcher. No kidding. So uh, Texas A&M, I think he threw out three of the four base runners, and I think there's only been one or two attempts to steal since then, uh, since that series. And, and really that's been kind of the key to unlocking the potential of the pitching staff and the defense has been – Nate LaRue at catcher, and the, the, the hope is you can get enough from his bat where you can keep him in that spot uh, most SEC series. Lindsay, when you look at the the, the way this uh, this Auburn team has progressed through conference play, you know, like you said, the the Ole Miss series, you only got one from there, but it was it was still a big series. You go on the road, Texas A&M, LSU, take two out of three, and then this past weekend, you take two out of three from Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt seems that they're a little bit down from what they have been. But how big of a a a, a uh, momentum do you take from beating Vanderbilt no matter how good they are going through the rest of the season? I think the biggest thing for these guys is is they know now that they had the confidence in themselves, but now everybody else understands, no, this really is a good team. Uh, there was questions about some of the transfers, whether the Sanford transfers, Sonny Deshara, uh, Brooks Carlson, whether they could hit at the SEC level. There's absolutely no question that Sonny can hit at the SEC level. And so for them, it's just being able to see it repeatedly, see that that they can get, you know, Mason Barnett can go out there and strike out a bunch of guys. Hayden Mullins can go out there and can, can strike a, a bunch of guys. Joseph Gonzalez can go nine innings against an SEC team. And really, that to me seems to be the big difference. They're playing carefree. They're, they're not 
uh, very anxious when they're on the field. They're relaxed, and you can see that in what they do offensively, defensively, and on the mound. You look at this Auburn baseball team and, and the social staff does a great job of promoting the guys and uh, everyone has learned who Sonny Deshera is. The fact that he hits the baseball 800 miles is just truly unbelievable. But you look through the numbers, Lindsay, and this guy in the leadoff spot, Blake Rambush, leads the SEC in number of hits and is just a tough out every single time he steps into the batter's box. Where did this guy come from and how important is he to the Tigers' success? So I think he came from Grayson College. Not what you're asking, I know. But, no, oh, it's, it's something where the entire offense feels like revolves around that one through three, right? So Blake Rambush has had, I want to say, t- almost 20 multi-hit games this season. He can play right field. He can play third base. But being able to get a guy on, a guy that's a threat to steal some bases and have runners up, and somebody at first where you can't automatically walk Sonny has been a, a big catalyst for this offense. And if you go back and you look at the games where Auburn struggles offensively, it's situations where they don't have to let Sonny hit. Either the person behind him uh, has had a bad game, can't get a hit, or there's nobody on when Sonny comes up and they can just walk him. So Blake Rambush being able to be on base gives Auburn a consistent one, a distraction to the pitcher, and a threat to score, but then also allows the guys behind him to get pitches to hit and ultimately drive him in. He's Lindsey Crosby, the host of Locked On MLB Prospects, a great podcast. I've recently added it to my uh, rotation of listening to uh, for podcasts. It's great information. Lindsey, I want to go into more of that wheelhouse right now, when, but stay on the Auburn side of things. You've seen you know, some Auburn guys come up in recent years. You've had Garrett Cooper, who's made a real splash with the Marlins. You've had Casey Mize, who's stepped up and been a big part of the Detroit uh, rebuild that's going on right now. Who's the next Auburn guy that is working their way through the minors right now? Right now that you could possibly see uh, you know sooner rather than later in the major leagues so the guy that I want to immediately throw out for this is our short king Ryan Bliss uh, he just <laughs> got moved up to high A for the Diamondbacks this year uh, but he's a guy and, and the thing that I love about Ryan Bliss as a prospect is through college and then now his second year in the professional ranks he's been that guy that has exceeded expectations every single time they look at him and and it's okay well his arm is average and his power is iffy and then he goes out there and he plays more than some of his parts and when i talked to him from my podcast he actually said that a lot of that comes back to his time at auburn and his time with butch thompson about understanding the game better having a better knowledge of how to play of strategy and how to prepare against opponents and so uh despite what everybody thinks, I think that Ryan Bliss is going to be the next guy you're going to see come up from Auburn. He may not be a superstar, but he's going to be a solid major leaguer for a decade. At Crosby Baseball on Twitter, Lindsey Crosby joining us here on the show. Uh, still got more time with Lindsey here, but before we do anything else, give me a quick plug for Locked On MLB Prospects. We've talked about it a good bit. If someone's saying, what in the world is that, tell them, Lindsey. Listen, this is the number one daily podcast covering minor league baseball. It's available Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. We do everything from mailbags. We do deep dives into farm systems or specific players. We do scouting reports. We talk about prospects who have looked good or have not looked good and break down why. We also sometimes even talk the business of the minor league, so paying minor league leaders more money, uh, the new housing policy implemented by MLB, things that can improve quality of life for these guys. So, Locked on MLB Prospects, wherever you get your podcasts, 
and on YouTube. I mean, you're talking about learning college baseball 11 years ago, Lindsay, and here we are, we press the fast forward button like it's the movie Click, and you're hosting a Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. How did you get to the point there? (laughs) So a big part of it was my involvement with the Locked On Podcast Network. It was something where, as you mentioned, I've been going on the Monday show with with Zach Blackery for Locked on Auburn for about a year and a half, two years now, and it actually got the attention of the folks at Locked On. I was coming on mostly to talk baseball while I was on there, and they said, hey, seems like he knows his stuff for baseball. Would he be interested in this show? Uh, they, had, they started it beginning of the last season. Uh, the, host, the previous host left, and so I made a tape, sent it in, and here we are. They've been very happy with what we're doing. I've really enjoyed getting to shine a light on some of these lesser heralded players. We all know the Bobby Witts, the Julio Rodriguez, the Matt Brash, but I love talking about some of these young guys, like Jake Sudreth, the minor leaguer for the White Sox, who is who was throwing in parking garages and got Pitching Ninja to help him get signed by an organization. <laughs> like telling these stories is fun for me. That's an awesome story. I got to go back to listen to that podcast again. Lindsey Crosby joining us here, and he's on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Brooks asks you, "Who's the next Auburn guy that we could see at MLB ranks?" And part of me, because Lindsey again, the, the Twitter profile, a self-proclaimed big baseball guy. I'm thinking he's going to let us know about Joshua Palacios getting some more run with <laughs> Toronto or, or a name like that, Lindsey. Yeah, no, it's it's something where. I just I have a soft spot for Ryan Bliss. He was the first current Auburn player I ever got to interview. There's tons of prospects in the system. I think I have a piece coming out at Auburn Daily in the next week or two that goes through about 25 guys in the system. Uh, you know, in, in, at different levels, everybody from uh, obviously you know, we know we we think about Ryan Bliss. There's some pitchers in there that we've been discussing. Um, Edward Julien is a guy who's really big in the twin system as far as as far as getting on base, not striking out, having elite control. So lots of guys in the prospect rankings, and, and that's just something a credit to Butch Thompson and this player development staff for how many guys they sent to the bigs. But yeah, we'll check it out. Auburn Daily coming here in a couple of days. I want to get back to Tennessee though. So Tennessee is the number one team. In the country, they're they're twelve and zero to start SEC play. Nobody has ever done that in the history of Southeastern Conference baseball, and we're praising it how good the league is. And all of a sudden, on Tuesday, taking on Tennessee Tech, the Volunteers decide to play with wood bats when you use aluminum bats in the college game, and they lost. They lost three to two to Tennessee Tech. Why did they do that, Lindsay? So it's not only choosing to use wood bats, but it's choosing to use wood bats in a minor league ballpark that has bigger dimensions than where you're used to playing. And I'm not, I'm not really sure what the impetus was for that decision. Like the thought process for me is there's, there's one of two things. It's either one, you suspect that Tennessee Tech is doing something illicit with their bats and you want to even the playing field, or two, you wanted to be able to show scouts, show, you know, uh, MLB organizations and people in attendance what your players would look like in the minors if they had wooden bats. Because that's always a conversation. And one of the things when you're scouting and you're previewing college players is you need to know, do they use wooden bats or metal bats? And if they use metal, you have to look to see what they did for summer ball. Did they play in Northwood League, the Cape Cod League, somewhere else that requires wooden bats so you can see how they adjust. I can see this very much being something where 
we want to show MLB teams that we're going to be accommodating, we're going to be helpful, we want you to draft our guys, we're going to give you an in-season look at what we look like with wood bats. It just didn't work out at all for Tennessee. All right, so here we are one week into the Major League Baseball season. Thinking back a week ago, the Braves are debuting. They're unveiling the, the championship pennant from the World Series run a year ago. Uh, one week into the Braves season, Lindsay, give me a takeaway. The pitchers obviously have not had enough time to, to stretch out, to get comfortable with their deliveries because of the shortened spring training. You've seen, uh, like just all across baseball, a lack of quality starts, but especially with the Braves, you've seen guys have uncharacteristic struggles. You've seen Max Freed not look like Max Freed. You've seen Ian Anderson get knocked out of the game early. And so it's something where the offense is going to have to carry the team. And unfortunately, you have to do that right now without Ronald Acuna Jr. He's not going to be back, back until May from the torn ACL in his right leg last year. So something where Marcelo Zuna came back, he lost some weight over the offseason, and he's hitting the ball relatively great right now, had two home runs just the other day. But uh, the offense has to carry this team, and the bullpen has to step up until the starters can get back into midseason form. All right, Lindsey Crosby is joining us here on the program. He's been great. He's definitely going to be back on the show one of these days. We'll get him in the studio here with us, too, to just make the conversation a little bit more lively. Follow him on Twitter, at Crosby Baseball. I got one for you, Lindsey, and I'm going to go ahead and call my shot that this question is going to absolutely flop, but I'm going to shoot for it anyway. Throughout your academic career, Lindsey, have you ever heard of something called a Dibbles test? I have never heard of the Dibbles test. Oh Barry, please I explain. It was called something else when I took it. Yes, please listen, explain what the listen, Dibbles did, test is. Out of Winfield, Alabama, Blair Blanchard, please. It is an acronym. It stands for Dynamic Indicators of Basic Early Literacy Skills. It is a series of short tests that access K through K through eight literacy. So basically, explain to Lindsay how we got to this this conversation, Barry. <sighs> so it started out. Actually, I don't even remember how we got to it, but I remember it was. Um, were we talking about where we were from? And you were just talking about reading tests that we were going through. And Oh, yeah. So we were talking about Accelerated Reader. And we were like, oh, well. Oh, it started because you said, Barry, you did really well with our birthdays. And I was just like, yeah, I enjoy reading. I'm really good. I'm excellent dibbles taker. And I'm thinking that everybody in Alabama just took the dibbles test. It was just a very normal thing. No. Apparently, it's something very particular to this segment of Alabama. And now you have challenged me to a dibbles war. So basically, we have one minute. And we're going to see who can read the most words in one minute. And we're gonna, um, I'm going to win, and you're going to hear about it later. And then everybody's going to know about Dibbles. I'm putting Dibbles on the map. They're going to have to come hire me and say, hey, thank you for getting our program out there. I am willing to bet that most people listening have taken the Dibbles test, but because it was K-8, through they had no idea what it was called. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, now that you say that, maybe I have. Maybe I'm just, yeah, maybe I was just trying to avoid that fact. Oh, Lindsay, we appreciate it. We'll do this again sometime soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Lindsay Crosby. He's the host of Locked On MLB Prospects on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. And, uh, yeah, he's starting to talk about Auburn baseball players in the minor leagues. There are way more of them, Brooks, than I even remember. I can't wait to read a story next week for Auburn Daily, kind of reviewing where everybody's at at this portion of the season. Yeah, I kind of lost track of uh, Edouard Julian. Uh, He was was here for, what, two years at Auburn, and then he was really good with the bat, and then he he got drafted, left. um, And, yeah, I I need to uh, do some more research. Are you familiar with the Pitching Ninja Twitter account? Yes. 
I mean, that I got to find out the story that he's talking about. That uh, basically one of the largest baseball Twitter accounts that there is helped this player start their minor league career just by showing off their stuff. Do you think that... Uh, the powers of social should, media, man. Should we take some videos of you pitching at the Thunder Chickens this year? My softballs, I, I, that might be... That might be the best idea you've ever had. See if we can get you on. Now we just need to tag Pitching Ninja in it. Yeah. And then maybe it blows up that way. It, something could blow up. And <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> what do you think of that, Barry? I'm all in. I just want to play. I just want to go out there and play some Thunder Chicken baseball. <laughs> Softball. <laughs> Softball. Some thunder yeah. Chicken. Yeah, we don't want to play baseball. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Uh, appreciate Lindsey Crosby taking the phone call, taking some time to chat with us here on the show. If you missed it, that will be, be posted later today to our podcast. The Sports Call podcast available wherever you get them. Please take a moment to uh, go ahead and follow that podcast, subscribe, and write out a written review. We do not have a show tomorrow. If we did, we would do a five-star Friday to give our five-star ratings and reviews some love and a shout-out, but we'll have to save that for next week. No show tomorrow because Auburn softball has a doubleheader against Niagara University. Both of those games will air right here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. All right, we've reached the end of the second hour. A Dibbles test is coming your way in just a moment. This is Sports Call, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson hanging out with Brooks Childress, Barry Blanchard, Brant Daughtry now with us here on the show. Hi, Brant. Hey. How are you today? I am swell. How is how is everybody? I'm great. Barry, how are you? I'm great. You know what? Um, you just said our names. I realized all three of our names start with B, but my name is BB, he's BC, and he's BD. That's correct. <laughs> and then there's JJ. <laughs> JJ. JJJ. That's dope. That really is cool. My middle name starts with a C, too. Oh, wow. Look at that. I like that. What is your middle name? Tristan. I, I knew that. BTB. BTB. I don't know what that means, but... By the oh no, I don't know. I always get <laughs> <laughs> BTW, by the way. Um, all right, so we're going to do uh, some fun things here in just a moment. Lindsey Crosby just joined us a moment ago. You can find that conversation on the podcast feed as soon as the show is over. He's on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Had a lot of good things to say about the Auburn Tigers as they get set to open up a three game series 
at Plainsman Park. No, not at Plainsman Park. I beg your pardon. In nope. Starkville, Mississippi. Duty Noble. Yeah, they will be at Duty Noble playing a little bit later today. A three-game series coming up. No sports call tomorrow as we have uh, Auburn softball. They're going to have a doubleheader, so we will not be able to have a show tomorrow. Those softball games will be airing right here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Also, Tomorrow, we're going to uh, let you vote on our first round of the great sports movie bracket. And uh, we've been teasing this for a really long time. We created this three years ago, and now it's finally coming to life. And within this final hour, you're going to get a chance to look at that bracket. So that's something that I'm looking forward to for sure. All right, let's do this. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Brooks, recap our show today. Dibbles. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That'll work. Buy your battery. Gibbles. Robert Stale. Right. Just Forrest. one more baseball, yeah. Forrest Gump parade. Forrest Gump, doubling. A lot of birthdays. The annual three Braves Gump on the 1995 day. World Series team celebrated their birthday today. Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. Good phone calls from our friends. Yeah, uh, very productive show. Very productive wow. show so far. Um, do you have any comments to make about the uh, Dibbles ordeal that you've kind of been listening to? Uh, it is interesting because, like Barry said. Uh, or like everyone has said, you, you kind of, if you grow up around a big area, you say you're from that big area, even though you technically weren't. I do the same thing. I'm from the city of Perry. I say I go to Perry High School. Uh, I grew up actually in between Perry and where I say I'm from, Warner Robins. But Warner Robins is the significantly larger city. It's where I, I kind of, where all my friends are from. That so I did still you talk not to. actually go to Perry High School? No, I did go to Perry okay. High School, all which right. is in Perry. Okay. Not in Warner Robins. Okay. But they're, they're about 20 minutes from each other. Okay. Um, but you said, I, it's been, you, you I, like I said. It, you phrased it as, I say I go to Perry, I went to Perry High School, so I didn't know if you were just lying to yeah, us. Yeah, so I don't, I do not say that I am from Perry. Ah. Mostly because no one knows what Perry is. If, if I'm Yes, I was like, dang it. Say what now? <laughs> <a> platypus. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Panthers, actually. But, um, <laughs> but I say do I'm Do you know who Perry Robbins. the Platypus is? Yes, I know who Perry the Platypus is. Is that the, uh, it's not Bob's Ferb. Burger, but. Phineas and Ferb. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. There's it's a Disney, Disney Channel version. Bob's Burgers? Yeah, man. That That's was. a very different category of cartoon you're watching. <laughs> yeah. How would Perry the Platypus fare with Bob's Burgers? Oh, It'd Bob couldn't handle Perry. She's going to go that right now. I've never watched Bob. Bob's Burgers, but. Bob couldn't handle Perry. You've seen yeah. Bob's Burgers? I've seen a little Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Bob's think... Burgers is like a. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's a good show. (laughs) It's a good show. (laughs) Guilty pleasure. You seen uh, Phineas and Ferb? Yeah, I did. I mean, I loved Phineas and Ferb, but as I grew older, there's not 104 days of summer vacation. (laughs) No. No, there are not. And that lie really just... They're really like, hey, dude, a whole third of the year, you don't go to school. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you live? That's awesome. Did you... Do people like... Like if it was a popularity test, uh-huh. would more people be pro Phineas or pro Ferb? Ferb. Ooh. I don't know. I, Ferb, I, like they're they're not competitors. They're on the they're same brothers. team. I they're brothers. They're I'm, brothers. I'm telling they you, are, it's going to be Ferb. Are they brothers? They are brothers. They are brothers. Yeah. Who has they're the like, triangle step, head? I think step they're step brothers. Yeah. They're half brothers. Yeah. 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 Who has the triangle head? Phineas. Phineas okay. has the triangle head. 
Because Fe- Phineas is. Do they ever tell you why he has the triangle head and Verb has? No. Well, no, but Annie did tell me that the reason that his hair is orange because the creator Phineas and Ferb went to Auburn. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so wanted the hair to be orange. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually have heard that before. He's like, like, I think he wears a blue shirt as well. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I think Phineas blue has shirt. orange and blue, and he's also an LSU fan, or he like got his grad degree from LSU, so that's why Ferb is uh, purple and yellow. So, but you like Ferb more. I'm just, no, I'm just, you said people. Like me, I like Candace because she was like the, the humor that I picked up on. Like there was one scene, like she's like something something crazy where it's like, you know, if we um, kill, kill like 4.7 million people in the country, that'd be the equivalent of saving like 2,000 something trees or something. And she's like, Candace, like, where is this coming from? Like who's writing this humor yeah. into the show yeah. for this character? So I, I'm a Candace stan. Right? I just don't watch television or I do, but I'm not good at it. It, I'm terrible this, at watching television. You're not television. supposed to watch the show right now. You're supposed to watch the show when you're a kid. I know that, and I just, I can't go back in time, obviously. But it's but I'm like it's fun to watch it now because you get pick up on some of the adult jokes. They that's stick true. In there. That's true. Who is Candace? You know, Their like, older sister, sister. Phineas's older sister. Okay, yes. and who like Perry talks right? No, no. no. Perry never talks. <laughs> no. He's just, he just there. He makes the noises, but yeah. yeah. Does he live with them? Yeah. He's the a platypus that lives was very with them. good. Thank wow. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was great. It's like, so something, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or not before. I've never met anybody else who can do this. You know how you trill the front of your tongue for your R's like that, that noise? Yeah. I can do that with the back of my tongue. That's talent. That's, and that's the that's how I do that's the fairy platypus. Uh, you take all the voice out of it. It sounds like the predator from Alien versus. Can Predator. Can you do that a little it's, bit louder for us? We're gonna make that a soundbite, aren't we? We're gonna put that on the soundboard. Hey, man! Don't do it. You're gonna hurt yourself. Try with the try with the front of your try. Try to like roll an R. No, no, no. Never been able to do that. Like, you don't hurt it. All right, you're not. You're you're doing that thing again where you're like, I'm the dumb guy. Let's all laugh at JJ. Brent, I don't know how to roll. I've never been able to do that. I believe you, but I but I know for a fact that you're not attempting to make the noise I am I like <laughs> do this let's do this again oh we're gonna keep this going I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> can you roll your R's sure can't can you roll your R's I cannot but I, there you is a like, phrase uh, there is a phrase you could say my, my Spanish teacher taught me this you say like the word T-A-D like T-A space D-E-R space T-H-E-Y Tarder they and you gotta say it really fast like tarder they tarder they tarder they and you like you'll start to roll your you R. That's all. It's not. Hold on, let me see. I, I don't like, know if it's like, like a muscle memory. Oh, thing. Wait, wait. Yeah. How did you do That's that? Rolling your R's. Yeah. Yeah. You stop. Stop sticking your tongue out of your mouth. <laughs> That's what you have to do. No. You, you, so are you just talking? Yeah, I'm just making it do that. Like. Totter day? Totter day. 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 What the hell is this show? Uh, I got a call. Someone can chime in on Phineas and Ferb, they said. Uh, so we go to the Auburn Bank phone line. <laughs> Matt from Auburn. Matt has called into the show. What's going on, buddy? Well, as a 32-year-old that still currently watches Phineas and Ferb for fun, uh, because it is a show that holds up. 16, 17 years later, however long it was that it first came out. The way you can tell Phineas and Ferb apart, and I'm about to blow your mind because I follow Dan Povenmire on TikTok. Phineas's head is a triangle because with his body, it forms the letter P. 
No, and no, is awkwardly shaped because it it forms the letter F. Hang on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have <laughs> seen on. that. I have, that's why Hold Ferb on. has like the straight up, and he's got like the the, the, coke, the coke bottle nose. Yeah. So the coke can nose, I guess. That, You've never seen that before, Barry. I've never. I've, I've never put that. My, like that idea together. I wouldn't even know to put that now, idea it's like, it's, it's the moment he said It's in it. the logo. <laughs> oh yeah, it is in the logo. <laughs> and so, so Perry the platypus is, is teal. He's their pet. Pla- he's their pet. He's their pet pat- platypus. But he's also a secret agent. Yes. Uh, and until recently, Dan Pavenmeyer did not know, and really nobody else knew that there is an actual teal platypus. Uh, speed like a, 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 I guess a breed, uh, if you want to call it that, that is teal. Um, and somebody actually saw one at the Australia Zoo or the New Zealand Zoo or something like that. And he actually made a trip down there. Dan Pavenmeyer went to visit the teal platypus and uh, he got to hold it and pet it and, and spend time with it. And it was really cool because he actually dressed up like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. After hours. Bingo. Yeah. So what? So is he a bad guy? In this yeah, show? he he to me is my favorite Disney Channel villain by far. Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, he's also voiced by the creator of the show. Did not know this. Yeah, Dan Povenmire. Yep. Dan Povenmire also wrote um, the Shapoopy song from Family Guy. Oh my God, this guy's the best. This guy Shapoopy. You know Shapoopy? I, no, I am I'm not. Sorry. I don't really I don't watch know. Family Guy, Shapoopy. so I'm not. From- Shapoopy, Shapoopy, the girl that's hard to get. Shapoopy, Shapoopy, Shapoopy. He's playing for like the, the New England Patriots yet. at the time. <laughs> like it yeah. was great. Like, <laughs> and then he, and then he gets traded to some team in in London, and then they end up playing Tom Brady and the Patriots again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the whole thing like that was Dan Povenmire. Uh, he's done a bunch of that kind of stuff. I need to for, find this man for TVs, uh, TV shows, and and actually ended up creating Phineas and Ferb. So there you go. There's your there's your Phineas and Ferb lay in. Thank you so much. We needed this, Matt. It's so good to hear from you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. I am. I'm actually on the way to Montgomery. Got the biscuits to shoot tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, you can find me on campus at the soccer complex shooting Auburn Alabama soccer uh, oh. in their exhibition game. I love it. That's going to be awesome. I'll be uh, I'll be across the way at Jane B. Moore Field. So, Matt, good to hear from you. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you. All right. That's our buddy Matt from Auburn joining us on the program. What is happening? <laughs> I'm just blown away what by, is, the, by the, what is happening? the F and the logo. <laughs> I know. It's like the moment that he said it, it clicked in my head. I mean, like, Matt, I love Matt so much. He literally called in, and Matt gets to the point where he doesn't ever say his name. We answer the phone. We ask you for what your name is. I guess he just knows I'm always going to be the one to answer the phone. <laughs> so he never says his name. He just starts talking in the conversation. Uh-huh. And I'm like, thank the good Lord I know what his voice is, or this is going to be really awkward. Um and he says, I can contribute to the Phineas and Ferb conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, sold. It's, so Dr. Doofenshmirtz, is yes. the, did I say that he's right? He's the villain, yeah. Yes. Is the villain. Or he's the, he's Perry's he's villain. He's Perry's villain. Phineas and Ferb don't really have a villain. Their villain is like, hey, what, let's. No, Candace is a villain. Can, like, Candace. <laughs> Candace they, I feel like Candace is actively against them. They are not fighting against Candace. No, though. of course not. They're is perfectly Candace fine. Is Candace kind of like Angelica then from Rugrats? No, she's not that bad. She She's, she's similar, <laughs> but like. 
not you she's can just, root she's for Candace. Snitch. Candace, she is a Candace snitch. is just a snitch. She's like Phineas and Ferber. Like she, every time they try to just do anything, she's trying to tell the mom. Like so, she's a tattletale. She is a tattletale. She is. Yeah. So, wait, why is Perry the Platypus a secret agent? Because it's a cartoon, man. What do you mean? He has a job to do. It's a cartoon. <laughs> what is he doing, Barry? He's saving the world from Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Are you saving the, the local, a, the local it, parts of the state? The tri-state area. Yeah. Yes, he's got to save the tri-state it's, area. It's like the Northeast, right? It's like near New York, I think, is where they're supposed to be from. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't there like a league of like super or secret agent yeah. animals? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got another caller. 887-3401, toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Russell from Auburn. Russell has called into the show. Hey Russell. All right, so who is it that said they've never met anybody that they can do the back of their tongue? That was me, Brant. Okay, Brant. Check this out. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I can I can do that and, and make a good predator. But the best one I do is Chewbacca. Yeah, man, that's another one. That's yes. another one you can do. You can do a great Chewbacca with that, so it's awesome. But, yeah, the Predator's a little bit harder to do. You may not be able to hear it. Let me try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got, you, you take all the voice out of it, and it's just the sound of your tongue hitting the roof of your mouth. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit harder to do, but if you work at it, you can definitely do it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I've always been able to do a great Chewbacca with that. So just just kind of open your mouth a little bit and give it the from your chest the... I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's so, great. Anyway. But I, I know you all talking about kids shows, but, goodness, Rick and Morty is just the best i i yeah. know it's adult and south park i i grew up watching south park so those those are my kind of cartoons family guy of course is really good too but man south park and rick and morty are my shows to go to when i well, want to watch cartoons you, <laughs> are you are you did you watch the coronavirus special for south park uh, I've, I've pretty much seen every South Park ever made, um, and especially now that HBO has all of them. Yeah, man, I, I can just just <laughs> veg out on some South Park. I, I love it. I, I think Matt and Trey are just geniuses. Um, I mean, they literally—it's almost like the you know, there's this whole conspiracy about the Simpsons being, you know. Uh, Time Whatever they, yeah, they're like futuristic. Like they're from the future. Like they they have all these shows that come out and then stuff happens and people are like, how did they know that was gonna happen? And South Park's almost the same thing. So oh man, it's social it, commentary at its finest. It is. It is. It, it's awesome. So there's a lot of good stuff. I've never been into Bob's Burgers. Um, the ones I've seen are funny. Uh, King of the Hill is also another one that I really like a lot. If you've never seen King of the Hill, you should give it a shot. Do you hear they're reviving King of the Hill? They're it, bringing it back. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I love King of the Hill, too. So, um, But anyway, I just had to do that because you were like, I've never met anybody. I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. that. that made our day. Hey, I appreciate that was it, awesome. and that's awesome. Good to hear from you. That's Russell from Auburn joining us on the program. You watch Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. Rick and Morty. Like Rick and Morty. So the thing about Rick and Morty is – it's a lot of it's like real science that's behind it so like when i'm watching it i'm trying to like find like is this real or is this fake and i've come across give me a, the premise because everyone talks about rick and morty this guy right here talks about rick and morty a lot but i don't even know and i'm pointing at brooks yeah uh, radio <laughs> is an audio medium um 
I don't know that Brooks has ever watched Rick and Morty. That's right. I just for someone that it. he just talks about yeah. it, and I'm like, I, Rick, when are you yeah. watching this? Rick and Morty is basically Back to the Future. If uh, Doctor, what's the doctor's name? Brown, Doc Brown. Yeah, if Doc Brown was an alcoholic and <laughs> Marty McFly was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A, a little bit younger. Yeah, we'll say a little bit younger. So Rick and Morty aren't the same age? They're not friends? No, no. Rick, Rick Rick is Morty's grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you're getting it. He's, he's coming along now. Yeah. So it's a cartoon about a grandpa and a grandson. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah, and there's a lot happening. The I mean, there is a lot it's happening. It's hard to describe because the things, the, the things that they get into, are outerworldly. Literally, they're they're traveling from like dimensions. dimension to dimension, parallel dimensions, dimensions you've never even thought of. And the reason I love it is because, like I said, it's very scientific at its root. So there are some episodes to me that just stand above the rest. I'm like, oh, this is the one. Like this is an episode that I could show kids right now and talk about like a scientific principle that blow their mind. Like there's like, well, you, you ever heard of Schrodinger's cat? Right. So, like, it's the idea behind Schrodinger's cat, and it's like they got they did the episode they got into it. So it's like there's a cat in a box, right? And if the if you like, there's a poison attached to the box. So if you open the box, you will release the poison and kill the cat. But the thing is, the cat could also consume the poison. The cat could already be dead. But the only way you would know is if you open the box. If you open the box, but then again, you can't know, right? So it's like it's, it goes with the idea of like. I don't like that though. Because <laughs> you want I mean, you, I'm not JJ, a cat guy. The box. I, oh. I'm not a cat guy. Well, replace it with a dog. But uh, but regardless, <laughs> Schrodinger's hamster. Regardless, <laughs> I don't want the cat dead. Well, don't open the box. But what if he's dead? Then you'll never know. You'll never know. And that's it's the idea behind like the To be okay that you never know. It's the uncertainty principle, yeah. right? Matt just called back in and wanted to tell us that Rick and Morty is a spoof of Back to the Future. Ah. Okay. So I, I I knew it was heavily influenced. I didn't know if it was I think the direct inspiration, but okay, apparently. One of the is. best qualities of the show is So do you watch the yes. show? Yes. Okay. One of the best <laughs> qualities of the show is the method acting because they've got What does that mean? Oh Rick, yeah, I have Rick, I have seen this, yeah. Rick is an alcoholic in the show and the guy who does the voice will just get absolutely plastered drunk and then go read the lines yeah and, and like a lot of it's ad-libbed too yeah. right yeah it was uh, dan Harmon. is yeah. that the guy's name yeah dan Harmon. it's a good show yeah it's, i did read this too morty uh there are two creators of the show dan Harmon, who does the voices for both rick and morty and i can't remember the other guy's name maybe Hold on. um but the other guy actually has a stutter and to make fun of that other guy dan Harmon gave morty a stutter so Morty has a stutter. Uh, Rick is an alcoholic. Dan Harmon doesn't seem nice. He's no, probably Dan, not. Dan, but he's all, he's very funny. Dan Harmon is the creator of it, but Justin Roiland is the other. Justin creator. Roiland, he's the, the guy that does the voices for both Rick okay, and Morty. Okay. okay. Dan Harmon really gave us our childhood. Dan so, Harmon did a. How old is Rick and Morty, though? I feel like that's more. It's five like or it, six years. There's only like three seasons, but okay, it's because I they are, they like, don't release a season every year. I felt like it was. Not around during our childhood. No, no, no. no. Yeah, okay. It's more recent. It's a newer. It's okay. a newer show. So, King of the Hill. That's the. There's the fat <laughs> King, kid in that. Wait, you right? know what King of the Hill is? Isn't there like a fat kid there's or something? There's a fat kid in all yeah. of them. There's a. There's <laughs> quite frequently a fat kid. I I have never been a huge fan of King of the Hill, but there are that like is the cartoon one, right? Yes. Yeah, but there are like cartoons. 15 second clips that of that Be show. Is there a Beavis in that? Well, no. Beavis, no. There's Mike Beavis Judge. and Butthead. Mike Judge is the creator of Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Okay. okay. And if you want to watch a great movie, the Idiocracy, he made that as well. So I, tell me about King of the Hill. 
So King of the Hill, um, I don't know. It's about King of the Hills. King of the Hills is a show I've never really enjoyed, but oh. there, are, like I said, there are fifteen to thirty second clips that have me in absolute stitches. Listen, King of the Hill <laughs> is about a man in Arlen, Texas, named Hank Hill, and Hank Hill sells propane and propane accessories, and he lives next door to his best friends Bill Dotrieve. You know, um, Bill Dotrieve was his football buddy from college. I mean, high school. Then running, like I'm pretty sure Hank was running back, and then Bill was like a like Hank was quarterback. Bill was running back. He got fat, went to the army. He's sad now. Then you have Dale Gribble. That's his another buddy. He was the water guy slash equipment manager. He takes his job very seriously. He exterminates bugs. And then you have Boom Howard, last name unknown. Um, <laughs> and he's like the player. And you cannot understand when the, a thing that Boom Howard says. Like Boom Howard doesn't speak words. All right, he mumbles. <laughs> like I the whole supposed, show. He no, no, yeah, he never. You never understand what Boom Howard says. Not once. I think it's like kind of like Kenny from South Park. You don't have no idea what they're talking about. Have you seen King of the Hill? Bits and pieces. I've never watched it. Like all. Does Rick through. Hill have kids? Bobby Hank. Hill. Bobby Hank Hill has one son named Bobby Hill, but he couldn't have any more kids because he has a narrow urethra. All right. I, <laughs> that's not, I, I did not know that. <laughs> yes. That's why that Bobby was point. a miracle. Bobby was a miracle child. He wasn't supposed to be able to have Bobby, but they pulled through. Gosh. And he Bobby loves his Bobby. son. That's his oh, son. Oh, <laughs> oh, look like man. I know what a JPEG so, is. <laughs> and then, uh, that's my favorite quote <laughs> from any show ever. Can I hear it again? Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? <laughs> No, the King of the Hill. Like, I think I have that video on my phone. Hold on, I think I have just that that clip oh, saved on oh, my phone. Wait a minute, I mean, this is perfect. Again, time. I've never watched a full episode of this show, but did that you guys, is so funny guys, to me. Do y'all call them gifs or gifs? I uh, yes, I'm bringing it here. G -gifs. We've done this. I, I'm a, I'm a gif guy. Before. I understand that's not anyway. I've done this. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is. <laughs> I did have it. I do have it. It makes me laugh every time oh. I see it. I don't know why it's so funny to me. Part of the college curriculum I had to take, or my, I don't know if everybody had to do this, and it, I don't know if JJ had to do this specifically, multimedia production, Yeah. which you think, it sounds like you're going to be doing you know a lot of different things. Literally just code writing. Literally Ooh. just code writing. See I, I see, I took a multimedia class, and I learned like photography, yeah, videography. That's, that's what you would think it like would be. Like audio editing. Like I, I learned how to use every Adobe software. That's what you'd think this would be, but it was literally just code writing. That sucks. And it was explained that it is GIF because that is the uh, how the creator pronounced it. And he just passed away. And he did pass away. We, we, yeah, uh, and uh, well, so the man is dead. He can be wrong. Um, it's GIF. <laughs> 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 that, that, um. that is insensitive. Uh, very sorry that you passed away. I've always called it GIF. I'm not changing now. I'm too stubborn. Holding on to it, but guys got me on my King of the Hill rant. I'm just, I, I love that show because I really bonded with Hank Hill on like a personal level. Um, he just, he really exemplified to me what it meant to be a great Southern man. Is he married? Yeah. Okay. Make it Peggy Hill. Peggy? Peggy. Peggy. That's his wife's name. Yeah. What is she like? Oh, she's she's a she's a catch. Peggy's <laughs> a catch for sure. She's like alpha woman. She has size sixteen feet, but she's insecure about them. Um, <laughs> and she she just has oh, supreme confidence in everything that she does. 
And it's really funny because like me and my mom will go to the grocery store. Like you know, if you go like the Aldi or whatever, they make you bag your own groceries. And there's an episode with her where she was a grocery bagger, and she was just like, "I'm the best grocery bagger that you've ever seen." Because like everything she does, she's like super into it. And she used to like bag groceries, say "Peggy," like right afterwards. So my mom, whenever we go to the grocery store, say her name after she bagged groceries, and like because she was so raw at it. Like, and my mom, anytime we go to like the store, like Aldi, where you have to bag groceries, and she's like, "I'm gonna put." all this stuff in one bag i'm like no please your bag's gonna rip i'm gonna have to carry it get another bag she doesn't and then every time she says, she says peggy hill she's done it's a beautiful it's a beautiful call bag you've known phineas and ferb yeah. you've known king of the hill yes. you've known rick and i Morty. watch a lot you- of tv now i'm like the opposite of you like i just tv if it was on tv i probably watched it i had the cable channels I, I was watching everything i i gotta i gotta come in with a sports update for just a moment and we can get back to this yeah auburn is competing in gymnastics national right now SUNY Lee just hit a 9.9625 on beam that is the highest score at the event I love it that's a good update for us uh, Auburn baseball coming up 645 airtime FM talk 93.9 taking on Mississippi State are we ready for the dibbles I don't know are you ready for the dibbles I think we need We're at about least to run like out of time yeah we, we need like a five minute break here and then we come back <laughs> come back and do some dibbles yeah maybe two minutes two okay. and a half up to you you have the computer go for it you I was ready for the dibbles. Oh, he... Let's take a timeout. We'll All do right. dibbles on the way back. All right, this is Sports Call Tiger 95.9. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan... Roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Let's keep moving forward. Oh. Auburn's first and Auburn's Whoa. favorite sports there's, talk show. You can't, just, you can't say that. It's just it's like this show to keep there's, rolling. There's just, what is wrong with you? There's just no need. There is no need for cameras in this studio. Uh, there's, there's there's need for cameras, no, but we, we're cutting audio, baby. We are cutting audio during commercials. We get paid to be here. That's great. Man. There is no need for cameras um, in the studio. Baller. Shut that up. is one of those things that will stay amongst <laughs> us. <laughs> but just know. I know. I know. I, I, I'm just know. Just know. Oh. I know. We don't, don't have need cameras. Oh, my God. I know. Barry. I, I, oh, oh, I, I, Your dog is I, certified. I believe <laughs> you. Like, I'm certified. I don't, I don't think what you just told no. us means that you were certified, man. Yeah. I don't I'm think certified. that's certified. No. <laughs> All, right, All right, now that we're back in elementary school. Dibbles. Um, dibbles. Speaking, dibbles. I mean, I was 
certified in wow. elementary school. Okay. You know, I should have been taking the dibbles. You should have been taking the dibbles. You've been you've been cold. I, the dibbles, just like from looking at it, it seems pretty similar to the CRCT for me. Then it might have been more the, the which shoes. Was the, uh, I was taking the, the dibbles. Cumul- cumulative reading comprehensive comprehensive test, something like that. Hmm. Do you want to let the world Com- know what competency? You said? test what? What about your reading abilities oh yeah um i was a very good reader uh in elementary school i i when i got into college i stopped reading uh as much as i was but it, when i was in like fourth or fifth grade i was already reading at a high school level i was very very good at reading i suck at reading out loud um i i cannot read out loud but i read very fast so he's our eyes i, I was, said that in, i was gonna in, bet for brant to win in elementary and now school, he's saying i suck at reading out loud and i don't feel as great yeah in elementary school well it's because i'm reading faster than my mouth is moving and i get ahead and then mm. i trip over my, that, myself so that's um, what's happening the dibbles do I taste so that yeah that makes me sound good um <laughs> i was about in, to say yeah, in can elementary you read school then? in elementary school i was um where was I? I was in second place in fifth grade and uh, in an accelerated reading. Reader, AR. Hey, in so AR points. how can we do this, Brooks? What do you mean? Dibbles. <laughs> I, you read. Okay. <laughs> but you've just, it looks like you've been it. writing a little bit. Yeah, and I've, I've made sure that everybody's got a score. So sheet. who's going to be the guinea pig? Who wants to go first? I got you. Give it here. Go Let's would get you this like, out of the way. Would you like to go beginning, medium, or end? Is it, are we putting middle, a story beginning, together? Beginning, middle, or end? Let's go. Let's go middle. I let's don't think it is because the it's it. the the three titles are the raft, honesty, and sunset at the beach. Oh, you got to give me honesty. That one's got to be me. So which I want one the did, raft. You want the raft? I want right, the raft. So that's beginning. All right. Yeah, I want I'm raft. Put None of these stories are going to be not, any good. Don't, don't flip it don't over. Don't look. Okay. Flip it over. You got to give me. What do I do? You don't do anything. You just have to sit and listen. You're you're still in the classroom. Don't flip it. over. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. But I have the paper now. You have the paper. So, dibbles. So you're going to say three, two, one, go. I'm going to flip this over and I'm going to start reading. Well, I'm, I'm going to say ready, begin. And oh. then you're going to flip oh, over. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming back What now. if I say no when you say ready? Uh, you get dock points. <laughs> yes. Oh, shoot. No talk back. Let me, let me get my, my clock up. Cause this is going to be awful radio. This so, is, this right, is, so we've we had are, such buildup for this. This is going to be so boring. <laughs> we are... We are um, are you scoring issuing, this? Yeah. I've got the score sheet. Would okay. you like to score it? No. <laughs> We are issuing the University of Oregon 8th edition of the Dynamic Indicators of Basic Early Literacy Skills, the Dibbles Test, 2020 edition, 4th grade reading level. Right in the middle, 4th grade reading level. All right, cool, cool, cool. So. 4th grade was a good year? This. All right, hold on. Give me me the script. Flip it over. You can flip it over now. I can flip it over? Yeah. Let me. me Can I look at it? Put it right here. All right. I can't see that that far away. Well, hold on. You'll, You'll know. Please read this out yeah, loud. The no, don't don't follow the directions yet. You you'll you gotta wait for me to read it. All right. Please read <laughs> you paused. This, I thought you were waiting this out loud. Me. If you get stuck, I will tell you the word so you can keep reading. When I say stop, I may ask you to tell me about what you read. So do your best reading. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Can I hold the paper? You can hold the paper. Can I look at it? So you, you're starting at the very top. Very right? top. Okay. Start there. Ready. Begin. The raft. The girl crouched barefoot on the moving raft. The boy stood silent and pushed it along in the slow current with a long bamboo pole. Mountains rose on all sides. The mountains were green close by, blue far off. Monkeys howled in the trees. Mist rose in soft waves from the river. The boy wiped drops of rain from his face with a sleeve of his white linen shirt. His hair was soaked, and so was the shirt. 
He leaned on the bamboo pole with all of his strength. Whenever he pushed, he let out a grunt. And every time he pushed... That's funny. <laughs> See, fourth grade was a fun uh, <laughs> And every time he pushed, the boat surged forward on the river. There was no other sound but the howling of monkeys and rain pattering quietly on the dark river. The girl, in the meantime, crouched in silence, peering off into the jungle. She was shivering. She pulled the colorful shawl tighter around her bony shoulders. Her dark earlobes were beaded with rain, with rain water. The boy did not know where he was pushing this raft to in the dark. Oh, excuse me. Pushing this raft to on the dark, misted river in a deep jungle Stop. under the cold. And incessant. Time's rain. up. That was not good. That was good. I like that. I got all but the last paragraph. I'm upset. All right. So you stumbled on face rainwater and boy so you made three errors wow this is so this is the, I'm i was like, trying to read quickly like what no that's, one that's the point it was, it, always, it was always supposed to be like that it was you. always the comprehension for me <laughs> so, now that i'm thinking back to my reading guys i'm like i know i just bodied that but i don't know what <laughs> i just read it's I a boy it's a boy and a girl they're on a river i'm assuming on like a handmade raft of some kind the boy is rowing the girl is cold perhaps a brother and a sister he's it says he doesn't know where he's going so maybe they're like refugees they're escaping something mm. wherever they go they don't know where really they're good. going. They don't that know where they're really going. Good, but they wouldn't. They would rather be anywhere than where they're coming from. I didn't pick up on any of that. I didn't either. I was oh. So you got it was you got to 173 words in a minute, three errors. So you got 170 words correct. What? <laughs> and obviously, I comprehended the thing. Yes. So here's your score sheet. Merry Christmas. Thank you. You can keep that. Who wants to go next? Oh, I do. I'm ready. Brent, Barry? Yeah. Let me, let me get that honesty. The build-up for me, What man. is the maze? <laughs> what is the maze? It's the second part of this. We're only doing the first part because oh. I couldn't find the second part. Nah, I got you. Oh, I got you, you, know, you, got, you know. So what is the... If, if right. I got 170 out of 173... I want to dibbles with that? Tom Peavy what next week. <laughs> <laughs> why is, like why is it the University statement? of Oregon? Because <laughs> this is the We're first We're about as far away from up. Oregon as we can get. That's the first one that popped up. All right. So, you, Barry, yes. you please read this out loud. Mm -hmm. If you get stuck, I will tell you the word. Mm -hmm. Student name, Brant Daughtry, ID 50, <laughs> District Tiger Com, school year one, <laughs> school sports call, class, Miss Myers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> If you get stuck, I will tell you the words. You can keep reading. Mm -hmm. When I say stop, I may ask you to tell me about what you read. So mm -hmm. do your best reading. You will start here. Let me get the sign back up. Read the first word. Are you ready? I'm Not ready. out loud, though. He doesn't tell you that. Begin. My mom always tells me that honesty is the best policy. I wasn't quite sure what she meant by that until I found some money the other day. I was walking home from school when I saw a bag in the street. I could tell that something was in it, but I wasn't sure what. I walked over to the bag, picked it up, and then walked back to the sidewalk. It was heavy and lumpy. I opened it up, and in it was stacks of money. I had never seen so much money before. I was baffled because I didn't know where it came from. I wanted to go to the store and spend it. I thought about the things I could buy with all this money. I stuffed it in my book bag and ran home. I wasn't sure if I should tell my mom or hide it in my room and spend a little at a time so no one would notice. I thought about what my mom always says about being honest. What if someone stole this money and the cops are looking for it? So I went to the family room and told my mom about my recent discovery. Then I showed her the bag of money. We drove to the police station and turned it in. They said that the money was stolen and I did the right thing. Three days later, the police contacted my mom and told her to bring me to the police station to collect the reward money. It was a lot less money than had been in the bag, but I felt good about what I'd done, and I was happy to be able to spend it without feeling guilty. Time's up. 
I feel like was his was Brant's significantly longer? shorter than mine. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> start here again, uh-huh. and I want you to read, to start over, and uh-huh. I'm, you've got two seconds left to see where we can get you, all right? Okay. My mom always tells me that honesty is the best policy. Right. Hey, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. You that was through. fast. I'm, I'm, I'm raw at this. I would also like to remind everybody that I laughed out loud because it said that the kid grunted when he pushed and I'm a 12-year-old. Yeah. So, that I think, I, think I wasted like four or five seconds there. Yeah. Now, can you comprehend what you just read? Hey, man, dude found some money. He went home. He should have kept it. Was it a dude? I thought it was a little girl. Was it a girl? Oh, well, I don't think a gender was ever okay. I went home, found some money. He should have kept it, but he was like, uh, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to take my mom. She's like, let's go to the police station. They gave it back. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and then he got some reward money, but he didn't feel guilty. All right, so you stumbled once where it says to and spend a little at a time. You See. stumbled right there once, so you got one error. So overall, after I made you start over and start reading uh, t- from the top after you finished, mm-hmm. you got 299 words. Woo! Out. That boy good. <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> that boy's good. Hey. 299? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Jackson, are you ready for your... I think so. All right, would you... We're, you know, we're going to make... Do you want the one that's already been done or you want Sunset at the Beach? <gasps> that just sounds like it's me That would be cheating you. to get the one that's already been said, though. Because he's got to read it himself. So well, yeah, but he already knows what some of the words are. He already knows the plot line. These are fourth grade words. He needs to go, <laughs> he needs to go in blind. No. Exactly. No, give him okay. He reads at a fourth grade reading level. This is a legitimate text. Give All right. Sunset on the beach. Hang on, let me. It sounds like it was made. For Don't me. read it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, can't read it. Oh, but you said. So. All right, so I handed it to you. So you will read that out loud. Okay. If you get stuck, I will tell you the word. If you can, or so you can keep reading. I don't. I need a reading comprehension. When I say stop, I may ask you to tell me about what you read. So do your best reading. You will start at the very top of the page. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Begin. The sun was setting now. The whole beach was empty except for a few seagulls. It was low tide and waves were rolling in slowly and breaking in long curves of surf. Tommy and Linda and their parents had retired to their tent after a wonderful afternoon of swimming and eating sandwiches and drinking lemonade on the beach. It had been hot that day, and they were all tired. They would go out on the beach again tomorrow. Their father had already promised to help the two children build a sandcastle the next day, but that was tomorrow. Right now, they sat by their campfire and watched as the sun sank into the sea. As waves rushed up the beach, they made a hissing sound on the hard, cold, wet sand. Then the waves hissed again as they withdrew, leaving trails of small bubbles behind one after another the bubbles popped it got colder as the sun sank coloring the sea red some of the gulls were crying cree 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 (laughs) shivered grateful for the fire's heat lisa shivered (laughs) but more because the seagulls sounded so sad in the quickly darkening evening I, I love the expression with which you read it. And, and right there in the middle, you picked it up. That was the most intense I've ever seen you. You're standing up. You're like as into the mic as you can get. You, you wanted that so bad. I messed up. That was bad. He started you, picking up what the was pace funny, a little bit. You messed up on surf. You said surf instead of surf. Yeah. And that, you didn't that, go back to fix it. No, you were just like, no, surf? Ah, oh, crap. And then he just moved on. No, that's, that's beautiful. That's 
bro. Oh, man. All right. So you made The two- seagulls were crying creak. <laughs> you put so much, so much energy into <laughs> acting out the seagull crying. noise. Yeah, no, no. They were crying. I felt it. I were really crying. felt it. And you, and you gave us that. This is awesome. <laughs> That's why I knew it was made for you. No one else could have pulled that I off. remember when I said this is going to be really boring and <laughs> yes. like bad radio. I take it back. Then. I was <laughs> wrong. I was, I was so wrong. All right. So, JJ. He had 170, right? Yeah. Out of and he had 299? Yes. He so, really is different. Yeah, I, I'm telling <laughs> you. Yeah, that was weird. That's weird. <laughs> you had two errors. You said scurf instead of surf, and you said Lisa instead of Linda. <laughs> I did. I was hoping no one would catch it. I totally butchered her name. So you, well, Lisa is like an actual name, though. At least you got 193 total words correct. Oh, I bodied that. I like it. Yeah, if Brant doesn't sure. chuckle, if he doesn't laugh and have five <laughs> seconds disappear, <laughs> I, I'm curious what Brant would uh, yeah, would have been I, able to pull. But I don't your know. comprehension, I've, I've, I wasn't asked to comprehend what I read. Well, neither was like I. I just did. Well, so go, I, go ahead and I go. But I asked uh, Barry to comprehend. I know that there was a Tom and a Linda, I think, and that there <laughs> were seagulls, <laughs> and they were at the beach, and maybe they, and, and maybe it was like a kid was talking about he wanted to go back to the beach next day or something. I don't know. I really don't know. Cree, cree, cree. Yeah, I just remember the cree, cree, cree. The seagulls were crying. Cree, 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 cree. That's what the seagull cry sounds like. Cree. So how do you do this? <laughs> how do what? Are you going to participate? Do you want me to participate? Yeah. I'm well, right. He only has three. He only had three, didn't he? No, I've got... But I mean, you wrote your name three. on one. Yeah, I, I have a fourth one. Yeah, I want to know how Brooks... Oh, okay. I'll, I'll judge you. Me, let's like go. go me? Yeah. Here's my grade. Here's... Oh, no, I have to count. Well, I'm not doing this. No, okay. here, I'm not here. doing this. Hold on. Barry. Hold on. Barry is Mr. Dibbles. Barry is Mr. Dibbles. I got you. No. Mr. Dibbles. I'm just... Hey, man. I can't... It's practice. I can't so I say keep, on the radio why that's so funny sheet. to me, yeah. but that made me think of something from forever ago. Yeah. Mr. Dibbles made me think of something way in my past. Yeah. And that's, that's. So on this score sheet, Brooks, <laughs> yeah. it says middle. Like I get to do this again? And you see if I improve. Is that how that works? Yeah, so I, like the I wrote, okay. them, I wrote them on the wrong level. Level. Brant's is on the correct one. So the sunset on the beach is actually the end one. The honesty one is the middle. So, like in theory, you do all three of them, and you get scored on each of them. Oh, okay. But I just did since because of time management, I just did one for each of them. Fair. All right, I'm let's gonna, get to this. I'm going to do the raft. Sophia Groth with a nine point nine on floor. I, I gave you the score, right? Yeah. Score sheet. Okay. And you have a timer, Barry, right? Oh, yeah. Let me get that, get that on and popping. <coughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Clock. Caw-caw! Cree, cree, You cree. said cree, not caw. Oh. All I'm right. eating ice. That's why I sound like this. You will start from the first word at the top. Okay. And I say ready, you will get ready. When I say begin, you will begin. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Begin. The girl crouched barefoot on the moving raft. The boy stood silent and pushed it along in the slow current with familiar. a long bamboo pole. Mountains rose on all sides. The mountains were green close by, blue far off. Monkeys howled in the trees. Mist rose in soft waves from the river. The boy wiped drops of rain from his face with the sleeve of his white linen shirt. His hair was soaked and so was the shirt. He leaned on the bamboo pole with all his strength. Whenever he pushed, he let out a grunt. And each time he pushed, the boat surged forward on the river. There was no other sound but the howling of monkeys and rain patter- pattering quietly on the dark river. The, gui- the 
girl, meanwhile, crouched in silence, peering off into the jungle. She was shivering. She pulled the colorful shawl tighter over her bony shoulders. Her dark earlobes were beaded with rainwater. The boy did not know where he was pushing this raft in the two in the dark misty river in a deep jungle under the cold and incessant rain the girl had an idea of where they might end up together if only the boy was strong and patient Stop. i think you there did was, a great job there was you did better than i'm me. curious was it, did, stumbling was his laughing did it throw you off was no. that distracting <laughs> no okay because I, I, I was about to have to reprimand brant daughtry because <laughs> no one was laughing when he was reading you can reprimand okay. reprimand you can be reprimand, fair. but like I was gonna laugh anyway. There was some stumbling in there. I I did not do my best work today. Uh, let me. Uh, did any of us do our best work today? I <laughs> is, mean, is that what the show Barry, is? I'm not. Barry, okay. Barry's done awesome, but like one, two, three, four. All right. Yeah. So Brooks. Yep. You read two hundred and five words, but you had four errors. Oh. Um. It was patterning. Uh-huh. Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two and on, because it was raft two on. You said raft that messed up two and said in. Yep. So, therefore, your score is 201. All right. All right, Brooks Childress. I don't know if that's actually good or not for my age, but for a fourth grader, I'm Well, you I'm came in second good. place today. It was it was a good it was a good competition. Thank you guys for like thank you guys for allowing me to do this. It was um really nostalgic. Thank you for being here. I'm I'm so happy. It was a great time. It was, it was awesome. Had a lot of good phone calls in this final hour. Yeah. Uh, I think we accomplished some things. I I, I just want you said, comprehension. Hey, I'm just that other fifty percent. And Barry. Yes. I'm certified. You are. No, it's, that's the way I forgot. We are. <laughs> are, are we sure? Yeah. Pay are attention. Uh, pay attention to our social media channels. A little bit later today, uh, we're going to release our bracket, our movie bracket, and voting will open tomorrow morning. It is going to be an absolute blast. So, uh, without further ado, before our show comes to a close, we got 60 seconds left in the program. Let's give you a nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Go ahead, Brooks. The nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. A lot of good stuff on television this evening. Six o'clock on Golf Channel. The LPGA Lot Championship continues tonight with second round action. Seven o'clock on ESPN. Minnesota takes on Dallas in some NHL action. Um... Our good friend James Montgomery's Dallas Stars. 7 o'clock on ESPN2, some college softball action. Number 14, Oregon visits number 20, Arizona. Also at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. Number 17, Auburn visits Mississippi State in some college baseball action tonight. And the Braves are back in action. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but they open up their first road series of the year out west as they take on the San Diego Padres. 7-10 Central on Valley Sports Southeast is time of first pitch tonight. And that is a look at your nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. Brooks Childress, thank you for being here. Absolutely. What is our message for folks regarding tomorrow's show, Brooks? Uh, it's not happening. Why? Uh, because softball. We are Auburn, a nationally ranked Auburn softball team 
welcomes in their final non-conference series of the year as they take on the Niagara Purple Eagles. Two tomorrow, one on Saturday, all right here on Tiger 95.9. Outstanding. Brant Daughtry, thank you for being here for the final hour. Thank you for having me. You were tremendous. Uh, Barry Blanchard, what a performance. Hey, man. If I wouldn't, if I didn't see it coming, I'd say I'm surprised. You, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, you and I teamed up for the first time today. I think we got to do this again. And then when the sports related, because like I said, I just feel like I took all the sports away from him. But I think I entertained at least a couple people. Out what there. duo did uh, you and I remind you of? Ooh. I'm thinking Penny Shack. I'm, well, I'm Shaq, right? I know. And I'm Penny Hardaway. Okay, yeah. That's All right, I love it. <laughs> I don't think you're Penny Hardaway. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's do this. Let's uh, end today's show. We're back on the air on Monday. Stay tuned. Let's, Tomorrow let's morning, Three, two, we're going to release our sports movie bracket. For Brad Daughtry, Brooks Childress, Barry Blanchard, thanks to Lindsey Crosby for stopping by. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.